0: Welcome back to the long-awaited return of the MLS Net Boys podcast. My name is Chase. I'm here with my good friend Jacob, producer Isaac, and a couple of chocolate Cokes at our side. How are you doing, Jacob?
1: Doing good, man. Haven't seen you since last year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Been a lot of FIFA in between, but we haven't gotten together to play clubs or i mean getting together to do the podcast in a while nice christmas
1: break nice new year's break a little couple weeks off back to the grind plenty of mls news though and chase shows up with a nice can of coca-cola in his in his hand when he shows (laughs) up at our place and he's like you've ever heard of a chocolate coke it's like no i haven't
0: so we're attempting, we're trying them for the first time. Jacob, you'll get Jacob's first live reaction to a chocolate Coke. I I think I had these a long time ago when I was a kid. It was like, I was explaining to Jacob before the start. is something like my grandparents would do back in the day, and my brother loves them. And essentially it's just like Hershey's chocolate syrup in a glass, and then you just pour a can of Coke in, and that's it.
1: That's what does it, huh? That's should've, all it is. We should have got straws for these. Awesome. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, this cup, these cups are really big.
1: We do have some, but...
0: The chocolate straws, too? <laughs> <laughs> Might chocolate be straws little... with the chocolate Coke?
1: Might be a little overboard, but...
0: Alright, yep. Oh, man. What a start to the off-season se- it has been. I'm going to just rant for a second, because Jacob's grabbing us some straws. <laughs> but it has been a crazy start to silly season. We kind of talked about it a little bit in the last podcast, and did our little bit of a wrap up for the uh, end of the year um, MLS cup and whatnot. But uh, now that we are officially in to the off season, it seems like the league is way more active than any other year before um, Timbers. I mean, we're, we're Timbers fans. I'll, I'll disclose that information. We'll, we'll be honest about that. Timbers were kind of in first gear going into the the new year haven't really done anything until just recently and now now they are they're, they're kind of catching up to the speed that everybody else is at the rest of the league has been on fire there's been rumors every single day it's been it's been fun to watch. how was your first sip of chocolate coke there <laughs>
1: in spite of everything you just said um, not bad actually it tastes like it tastes like an actual like flavor like of coke I feel like I can get in a good way like it tastes like legit not bad huh yeah
0: i i like it it's one of those things like most people would be like that sounds disgusting but then when you try it it's it, actually pretty decent
1: and it did sound disgusting when you first told me about it but yeah, yeah mls mls off season whole bunch of rumors a lot of speculated outgoing transfers the best free agent class in MLS history, I would say. I mean, there hasn't been that many years. I think there's been seven
0: years. I was going to say, I think it started in 2015. And originally, like the free agents you would see would just be like old guys who are basically done at their club and they would get signed somewhere else just to go coach or, I mean, not go, <laughs> go, uh, go play for like garbage minutes essentially, just to have like a locker room presence of like a veteran. Now, this year, you see like free agents who are in their prime or oh man his name escapes me the the young guy went from red bulls to colorado
1: Amir fernandez yeah that
0: that's in a really good free agent pickup for them like in previous years you would have never seen that and i think it speaks to the growth of the league that um players are given these options and the clubs are given these options now where i mean players like that can kind of wait their contracts out and still have an option to kind of stay within the league and um, I don't know. It's it's exciting to see. makes a, a makes a much more interesting off season. Love to see, yeah.
1: Uh, um, MLS rewarding players for sticking in the league. We talk about, you know, MLS improving the quality by getting. We're, we've moved on from the phase of MLS where it's like older, aging stars who were who made their names in Europe, then to younger, more exciting South American and just younger prospects. Um, But honestly, what is going to, I feel like take the league to the next level is keeping these like really solid, but not star players within the league and giving them the incentive to, yeah, find a new club who's willing to pay for their services, but sign them as a free agent and not have to, you know, spend a transfer free that might kind of disqualify them in other cases.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing for MLS to be a feeder league, um, and sell so, you know promising players on. I, if anything, I think that's good for the development of MLS. I don't think there's really there's not really any leagues in the world that aren't considered feeder leagues, except for maybe the top five leagues. And even then, almost every team in the world is essentially a feeder team, except for maybe I'd say five to ten teams that are at the top echelon of world soccer so it's not bad for MLS to be a feeder league but for like you said these players who aren't necessarily star players but are really good role players that have value in MLS to give them this option where they don't necessarily have to go find somewhere else to go or that you know it kind of rewards them for wanting to stay in the league and find a new team I think that I would would agree I think that's going to be what's going to take MLS to the next level as a whole
1: yeah and some of the I completely agree. I'd like to go over some of the the notable names who were on this free agent list, and some of these have signed, um, and we'll get to that in a bit. But Miles Robinson, I think one of the top-tier ones, obviously. You had Justin Miram. Just kidding. He's kind of past it,
0: but I I didn't even. (laughs) I thought he would have retired by now. What the heck? Yeah.
1: He's on there, though. Where Uh, does
0: he go? If he gets signed, where does he go?
1: I can see him going back to like an RSL or something like that. Maybe I
0: think RSL's past signing guys like that.
1: They they've lost, I saw a stat actually. We're, we'll go into RSL a little bit and some of these other teams, but RSL lost Demir Krylock. They're <laughs> losing Danny Musovski, and um who's the other one? Jefferson Savarino. That was like
0: probably two- good that they lost Savarino, though.
1: No, I completely agree, yeah. That's, but that was two-thirds of their goals slash assists from those three players. And Chicho Arango, you know, he'll be there for a full year. He'll definitely pick up some slack. But RSL hasn't really signed anybody. They've let a lot of players go, though.
0: But Justin Miram is the answer to their <laughs> problems. <laughs>
1: Probably not. Um, some more notable ones, though. Kai Kamara, just because... I would love to see him go to another MLS team, just to add to that list of how many teams he's played for.
0: What? Te- how many teams has he played for now?
1: It's nine or ten. It's nine or ten. I want to say that's so insane. We,
0: I'll I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. You stat check me. Um, I'm almost there. The Jack Price, slow.
1: former Colorado Rapids guy. I know you're not the biggest fan, but I I, I rate him. Junior Moreno from Cincinnati. Dombaji from Cincinnati as well. Julian Gressel from Columbus, although he's rumored to have a new team.
0: Um, Kai Kamara has played for 11 different MLS teams.
1: That is nuts. Donovan Pine. You have Corey Baird. You have Kellen Acosta, Maxime Cripo, Carlos Vela, John McCarthy, and Diego Palacios, all from LAFC. Although some of those have moved on. Joseph Martinez, Jan Gregoose, Will Trapp, Romel Kyoto, Dax McCarty, Fafa Pico, Gustavo Bo. Little hidden gem there, I think.
0: I could see another team picking him up. I think he would be yep. a solid striker for a team.
1: Completely agree. Alejandro Badoya, Kai Wagner, you have Sebastian Blanco, Demir Krylock. Jonathan Mensah, Tommy Thompson, Nicholas That one's a bummer.
0: (laughs) I wanted Tommy Thompson to just stay at like San Jose forever.
1: We'll get to him. Actually, CJ Sapong, Richie Larea, actually really, really interesting one. That's
0: Um, weird. Didn't he just come back? (laughs) Yeah. And
1: (laughs) so, yeah, we'll, we'll go through the list. A lot of those have already been announced and, Stuff has already happened. The Rapids, we mentioned, signed Omir Fernandez. Uh, Griffin Dorsey went back to Houston. LA Galaxy signed LAFC keeper McCarthy, John McCarthy. And a lot of LAFC fans were actually kind of like calling him out and saying like he's a traitor and all (laughs) all sorts of stuff, which is, I don't mind that, you know? I mean, I think it's stupid because he probably just wanted to keep his family in town. But
0: yeah, I think that's... That's kind of stupid. I hate when fans get like that because ultimately it's like if he could have stayed at the club, I'm sure he probably would have. So it's like they kind of have to have an issue with their own club for letting a guy like that go. I understand they don't want to see him go to a direct rival, but yeah. He's already settled in L.A. If he can stay within the league, get an offer somewhere else, why not? Special, like <laughs> He's got a bit of a reputation for
1: being like a very animated player, though. So I can see him trolling them. I would love that. Just David Bingham style, like (laughs) troll his old team. Because apparently, so you know his story. He was, if you don't know, he was a Philly Union homegrown player. Backup, never really broke out there. Was LAFC's backup, obviously. And became the MLS Cup MVP hero of the 2022 MLS Cup that LAFC won. So he beat his former team that he was a homegrown for. And apparently, when they played in Philadelphia for the Champions League this year, so they were, LAFC was down one nil, and they soared like a stoppage time equalizer in the first leg, and he just like taunted like the Sons of Ben Philadelphia supporter section. So respect to him. I can I can picture him being like a villain in like an El Tráfico, but I agree with what you're saying. Unless he does something like specifically to burn a bridge, it's like which I
0: hope he does. I hope he does. <laughs> then it's all warranted and it's just it just adds to the lore. Yeah,
1: a couple of these free agents I'd like to either speculate or talk about the move they made. First off, one of our personal heroes, underrated, I, he's a solid player actually, but we meme on him for a very specific reason. Austin FC signs Stephen Cleveland, <laughs> former Seattle goalkeeper.
0: They didn't they didn't concede <laughs> enough blunders in the backline. They they wanted a keeper that could do it as well. <laughs> you want to uh,
1: You want you want to talk about that that game? Oh, I feel man. I feel like we're directly responsible for at least one of those goals <laughs> he conceded.
0: When we were we were up in Seattle 2021. Yep. Just seven rowdy guys watching the 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 Timbers Sounders rivalry game in Seattle. And <laughs> we started from the beginning. As soon as that game started, we realized Stephen Fry wasn't gonna play. So every time the ball was even remotely c- like close to Stephen Cleveland, we would just start chanting "Dodgy keeper!" Uh, all of us screaming. Keep in mind, we're like in row like double L <laughs> in the top terrace, upper like, bowl. We were so far away i don't think people five rows in front of us could hear us really
1: no people heard us maybe not him but people heard there, us nobody
0: down in no no way anybody like down in the single letter rows could hear us i'm i'm i, I <laughs> we believe were, you're wrong man we were pretty loud though <laughs> to the point where people around us people I could were, tell we're not happy somebody told us to sh- a lot of people told us to shut up i remember <laughs> but every time he got the ball and then i don't know if anybody remembers that game. I don't know if any of our listeners watched it. Probably not. In the grand scheme of MLS <laughs> it's just a blip. It's just a yeah, just a blip in the radar. But uh <laughs> he he conceded like two blunders of like completely his fault that ended up being goals for the Timbers and like a three one or three nil win, I think. Two nil, I think. Two 0 okay. It was the next year that we went three one, I think. But <laughs> Oh man, just choked on my spit as soon as i tried to talk <laughs> yeah that was a so ever since then Stephen cleveland has just been like a meme player for us i don't know anything else about him other than just watching him get like chipped by by felipe, felipe more
1: <laughs> no he's actually a, a really solid goalkeeper it's just funny that <laughs> it's just funny that you oh, know man. in our circle of things anyway talked about mccarthy going to the LA Galaxy. Um, we a little bit alluded to Amir Fernandez. We'll talk about the Rapids more in depth, but Richie Larea, who we mentioned, he is not 100% confirmed, but reports are saying he's finalized to stay in Vancouver, which is a huge get for them. I think he's one of the best fullbacks in the league when he's here.
0: I was going to say, it didn't make sense for him to just show up for like a quarter of a season with them and then leave. Right. Um,
1: Nicholas Ladero Longtime Seattle hero going to Orlando City officially announced confirmed reported by Tom Bogert and I believe even Fabrizio Romano tweeted about this one actually Tommy Scoops beat him to it though that's right you gotta know you gotta know who's boss when it comes to MLS transfer news but what do you think about that move I,
0: I'm a fan I think it's a good move for Orlando I think it's all right. I don't think it's necessarily, I mean, it kind of makes sense with what Orlando wants, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't fit like Oscar Pereja at all. Cause he's really good at developing young players and, um, kind of what they, the missing piece they need in that team is like an elite number 10. Um, Nicholas Ladero is not an elite number 10 in this league anymore. Like he's well past it. He definitely used to be, I think he'll bring, uh, an experience to that team that they don't have with anybody else, like a proven winner in this league that has more trophies in that club. Um, So I think in that sense, it's a good pickup, but they need, it's not like a win now move and it's not like a move for the future either. So it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. I think it's a good move if they also go out and they get like a younger number 10 that can maybe be mentored by Lodero and, and uh, they can use Lodero just like a super sub, kind of that, like uh, Juninho or not, not Juninho. <laughs> oh man, who's the dude from Philly? Il Ilcino. The Ilcino. Yeah, he, if he could fill the Ilcino rule uh, role and uh, kind of just soak up the super sub minutes, and uh, you know, but I don't. I mean, I don't know what their DP slots look like. From what I've heard, in Orlando. They would have to get a young DP to kind of free up their U twenty two initiative spots or something like that. So, yep. So they I mean, have it, in that sense, it would make sense, I guess. They
1: have one more. <laughs> they one,
0: man. This chocolate <laughs> coke is killing us both. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, they've got one more DP spot. So right now, uh, Facundo Torres has one of their spots. Martin Ojeda has the other. Um, if you even look at their last lineup, he would. Ladero could slot right into the number 10. I think it's an upgrade over Mauricio Pereira, who is a good player. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ladero, like you said, is not, like, a top-tier
0: number 10 in the league anymore. But And for a team that should be pushing for... I think they should be pushing for, like, top seed in the East next year. Completely agree. They should definitely be challenging a Cincinnati and a Columbus next year.
1: I think this move is, like like Columbus getting like a Kevin Molino, like some a signing like that. Um, because Orlando's gonna have a lot of different competitions this year. They're in Champions League, who knows what the US Open Cup, which we haven't even talked about yet, but who knows about the US Open Cup, but regular season leagues cup, playoffs, I think he'll be good experience and
0: leadership for this squad. I I agree on that front on the pure. If you're just looking at it as like a number 10 signing for their starting lineup, I don't think it's a good enough signing to push them ahead of a Cincinnati or a Columbus or even like a revitalized Philly or an inner Miami next year as well. So, I mean, the East is so competitive when you're looking at the, the, you know, the, the skill gap between some of these teams. I don't think it, it closes that skill gap a ton. but I think that experience will help their whole squad a lot. And we've talked about we talked about it a lot
1: um, previously, like right around when the season ended, how you know, Ladero, Rui Diaz, there's like an old guard in Seattle. Credit to Seattle for actually like moving on from Ladero, because we've seen a lot of teams who keep these players way too long, Timbers. But Ladero wanted to stay, from what it sounds like. He wanted more money and more game time. But, I mean, it was clear as day they played better without him at that point. So, we'll see how he does in Orlando. Moving on, Tommy Thompson. <laughs> you mentioned he, they, San Jose announced he's staying in San Jose. Good, so, they good. just restructured the deal. I mean, you got a guy who's wanting to be a legend in San Jose and stick with the San Jose Earthquakes after they've won, like, have they even won a playoff game in, like, the last decade? Maybe, like, one wild card game. I don't know, man. There's not been a lot of success in the Bay Area for MLS. And Tommy Thompson, I, I got a lot of respect for this guy. He's not the greatest player,
0: but he's a real leader. Does a lot of good off-the-field work. You know what? I I if he was gonna actually leave, where I would want him to go is about seven hours down the road to San Diego, be the marquee signing of a new franchise. <laughs> 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 Dude, imagine that—just like a marquee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But. Imagine that, like a, like true, like. Darby would be created between those teams straight off the bat. The smaller California team just straight off the bat. That would be actually a fun rivalry to see emerge between those two
1: teams. You know what I would absolutely love? I would love to see a year. I say a year when the Galaxy and LAFC are bad, but the Galaxy have been pretty bad for a while now. But picture a year where like LAFC and the Galaxy are like at the bottom of the West, and San Jose and San Diego, will be like duking it out for like a top five spot.
0: Be sweet. What would the name of that rivalry be?
1: <laughs> It'll be definitely something in Spanish, but San something. I don't really know Spanish, so I can't. Neither do I. Conjecture. Um.
0: <laughs> Anyways, no. keep going down the list. That's just <laughs> where I would want to see Tommy Thompson land.
1: Um. Jamiro Montero, the former Philadelphia um but most recently former San Jose player do you think he's do you think he's got a spot in the league still or what do you think
0: i don't even know anymore man like with what st louis did this past year i just feel like you can't count out any player that's hasn't performed very well with the team cuz he was a dp i believe for philly like 3 4 years ago it's i, I think st louis kind of blew up the league a little bit last year with how well they utilized players. It's crazy to me. It's it, They brought in all these guys that were kind of misfits and didn't fit into any other rosters anymore, and uh, they absolutely just destroyed the West. So i it's hard to say. Like I could see a, another team picking him up, and maybe he rediscovers his form and rediscovers himself.
1: Yeah. Another one we don't have to go too much in, but Jonathan Mensah signed for... New England Revolution reunites with Caleb Porter, who was the coach of his Columbus crew in 2020, where he captained Columbus to the MLS Cup game. I think he's 33 now, so tail end of his career. Didn't have the greatest year in San Jose, honestly. I, was, I thought that was a huge move. I really wanted Portland to get him last year. From what I read online, it seems like there were some disciplinary Issues he was kind of like in the doghouse with Luchi Gonzalez in San Jose, but with the coach, he's familiar with, and honestly, I, th- I think he can do really well. New England already is one of the best defenses, I think, in the league. And I mean, if you're swapping out an Omar Gonzalez in 2024 with Jonathan Mensah, I think that's a great move.
0: Yeah, you made your back line like a year younger.
1: Oh, Gonzalez is a dinosaur, dude. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I, Jonathan Mensah, I think, is a decent pickup. And like I said, with you no know, like recent, like I just the last guy we talked about, you can't really count these players out. I think he had a pretty poor season with San Jose, but I, hard to say. I mean, he might go back under Caleb Porter and be a rock for this New England team this next year. With that being said, though, the East is a way way more competitive conference at this point. And some of the like the attacks you see on the Eastern Conference are just stacked. Like, he's going to be playing against Columbus. He's going to be playing against a Cincy attack, a Miami attack. I mean, he's not going to be coming up against these stinker, like, LA Galaxy, like, Colorado. He's not going to be playing these teams as much throughout the season. And, like, he had a pretty mediocre season playing against those kind of teams.
1: And I think it's important, too. So... I mean, s-
0: you can't you can't blame it completely. It's more, you know, falls a lot more on the team and the system than just one player, but
1: Totally. And he won't be a starter or at least he shouldn't be in theory in New England. He's definitely like a rotational. They've got Henry Kessler and Dave Romney as a center back pairing first choice, and then they've got Andrew Farrell who slots in as a rotational either on the right side or in the center, and then Brandon By and Dewan Jones. Like that's a solid, and then you throw in a uh, Jonathan Menson there, that's a solid defensive rotation. They just signed a new goalkeeper as well from the Polish league.
0: This is gonna be the most gritty port, like Porterball team I've ever seen in my life.
1: Totally. How about Demir Krylak leaving RSL after six seasons?
0: It feels like shades of like Albert Rusnak leaving for Seattle. And, he's yeah, he's going to Vancouver Whitecaps. But, I mean, for Vancouver, I think that's a great pickup. Krylock is – I mean, he's not like a star MLS player by any means. I think he kind of – his name was more well-known because he played on an RSL where it was like – they didn't have any star power for so long, so he was the name that stood out. I think he's going to be a great role player for this Vancouver team. I think he'll be – he'll fit right in. Um I mean, maybe it'll take a little while for him to kind of get used to the Vanny Sartini system, but I don't know. I think it's a huge pickup for Vancouver.
1: Another RSL player, free agent. (laughs) You're going to laugh at this. Danny Masovsky, who is a free agent, and I'm looking at his career path. It's really funny to me. He's moved
0: all over the place.
1: That's what I thought, because I was thinking like a Corey Baird pretty much, right? Similar profile player, honestly, but he went from... LAFC to RSL, back to LAFC, and then back to RSL this year.
0: <laughs> but So it's just been two teams, but he moves back and forth pretty often.
1: Yeah, so n- nobody's picked him up, but five goals, four assists, and only 1,200 minutes. So in 14 starts, he gave you nine goals and assists. That's not bad. as like a striker coming off the bench, a forward.
0: 1,200 minutes, yeah, I mean, to get that... Kind of goal contribution isn't bad.
1: You see a fit for him anywhere? I have one definitely in mind that I saw online that
0: makes total sense. A fit for him somewhere in the league? <sighs> I don't know, man. It's kind of tough off the top of your head trying to think of a landing spot for a guy like that. You know who I think could use a guy like him, actually? Be like Austin FC. 100% who who I saw
1: online, and I completely agree. Really? <laughs> As of right now, they have two. They have one forward on the roster, Jossie Zardes. Will Bruin contract uh, declined, and they have Musa Jite who's a striker on loan in the French league. So
0: yeah, yeah, Makes it sense. seems like a good fit for them because I know I knew Eruddi had left, and they kind of struggled finding goals. So he seems like he'd be a good fit that wouldn't cost them a lot of money to pick up
1: completely agree how about how about our beloved timbers sebastian blanco is a free agent had his contract declined i don't think he stays in MLS. do you think he even yeah i i agree i can
0: see him going to like a
1: some random team for like a year
0: barely to orlando the, and links up with lodero <laughs> that would be a crazy crazy move Team? No, I don't know. I I really don't think he stays in MLS. I don't think he. I think he has one, maybe two years left in him. And I don't think, especially with his track record recently and how much money he probably wants, I don't think any teams are willing to take a swing on him. Especially with the way MLS has changed so rapidly in the past few years. I, th- he probably goes back to Argentina. Maybe a year or two.
1: I'd agree. I'd agree. I was gonna say Kai Wagner, but I think it's pretty clear he's going to Europe.
0: He's been training in Germany, I believe, with a few teams, but no official deals or anything yet. Yep. Is there a specific
1: team you'd you think if he were to stay in MLS he'd go to or would be a uh, good fit? Other oh, than Philly? Okay, I
0: was gonna say there's there's no. I don't think there's any chance he stays in MLS because they've made it. He's made it pretty clear he wants to leave for Europe. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think who's a team that could use a pretty electric left back. You know who I would
1: wing ha- back? I would hate to see but would not make sense. LAFC. Diego Palacios
0: yeah. just left. That and- doesn't make that makes good sense but I think he's gone. I think he goes to a small club in Germany or like some other like smaller European league that maybe gets like a Champions League spot or something. I agree. I agree.
1: How about Dax McCarty going to Atlanta United? <laughs> 36 years old. It's got to be his last contract. I saw a funny comment, actually, on one of his uh, announcement you know, posts online. And it was from an Atlanta fan. And it said, well, last time we signed uh, an over-the-hill, aging, almost 40-year-old ginger MLS center defensive mid, we won an MLS Cup. So, <laughs> Jeff Lorenowitz? Didn't they sign Ozzy Alonso
0: when he was like over the hill as well? <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that didn't dude, go nearly dude, as well. And that
1: dude randomly, so he was bald forever. I watched one of their games or I saw a picture of him. He had like braids. I didn't even know that dude could grow hair. Man pulled the Wayne Rooney
0: <laughs> hair plugs. <laughs> no, I think I, it's a dude. Just imagine his like swan song to MLS is like they just play him in the Almada role after they sell Tiago Almada. <laughs> Dax McCarty just wearing the number 10. Just smashing in free kicks and playing. <laughs> just like being as just as electric on the ball. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad pickup. I think... I don't know. I, I don't really know their roster super well. I don't know. Like, I know their main players. I don't know the depths of their roster super well. So, I'm not super sure how badly they need like a just a dog in the midfield. But Dax McCarty is one of those guys that is never a bad pickup for any club, I don't think. He's kind of... I'd liken him to like a James Milner. Like, just a... Not the most flashy player, but everybody you hear like talk about him says he never does a thing wrong. He always gives you like a 7 out of 10. Like, just... (laughs) That's disrespectful. (laughs) Dax McCarty. That's just... uh, That's who I would liken him to. Like, he just kind of does his job. And like, you hear it all the time from like the Apple TV guys, like, like Bradley Wright Phillips... Sasha Klusian, like they always say, Dax McCarty's the guy that like doesn't put a foot wrong. Like he's just does everything right, and uh, I mean he has so much experience in this league. I don't think it's gonna hurt Atlanta at all, even though he is a little bit older. I agree. I agree. Like if Timbers picked him up, I probably would have been happy about it. Yeah, I I can't. I'm trying to think of one team in the league that just if they picked him up it would make zero sense. I can't think of a team off the top of my head that it wouldn't make sense to pick up a Dax McCarty for like his last like 2 years of his career. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I'll speed these up a little more.
1: We could do a little more concise so we don't drag this out too long. Romel Kyoto, Montreal attacking player. I I really like this. Didn't guy. he get signed?
0: I thought he got signed by somebody already.
1: He was rumored with somebody but yeah, no free agent as of now.
0: I Romo Kyoto is a weird one because he just I've there's a lot of rumors about him being a terrible like locker room presence. He's so he's like very up and down, like a flash in the pan, like throughout the season. But when he's on, he's absolutely electric. He
1: can be such a good attacking force. Um, so this past year, his play was very limited. He only was involved in thirteen games. Only. 800 minutes, had three goals and an assist, so a goal or an assist every 200 minutes, not like the worst, not a starting quality. He's not a starter for any like really cup contending team, in my opinion, but man, if he's your first guy off the bench, I think that would be a great get.
0: <laughs> Woo! Oh, man.
1: Sorry. I Bless was trying him. to hold that sneeze in for so long, <laughs> but the year before 2022 i mean a lot of this is credit to montreal's 2022 season but 15 goals six assists like once solid again solid numbers solid numbers for a player i would love
0: to see him stay in the league rather than go to like Le- i could see him going to like league mx or something i was gonna say i could see him going down south either like league mx or down somewhere in south america i mean you're right he has pretty good numbers like in the attack when you look at his underlying stats like not the best passer but uh his progressive carries um take-ons um everything like that he has really good numbers so he he would be a good pickup for some teams that like you said it's like your first option off the bench not like your your starting star guy that you have to rely on every week rapids (laughs) (laughs) that would be such a rapids move in like three years when he's Totally. I, another one, kind
1: of unoriginal, but I I don't think he would be a bad signing for, like, Austin. I mean, if yeah. they have one forward on their roster and it's Jossie Zardes, <laughs> if this is one of your rotational forwards, I think that wouldn't be a bad signing. Um, all right. I agree. Bread and butter here. Joseph Martinez. <laughs> Does he stay in MLS?
0: I've seen rumors of him going abroad, actually. I, I you know w- what I think is funny is it feels like he knew... He wasn't going to stay at Miami, but he tried so hard to, like, get in with the cool kids and, like, be Messi's friend and all this stuff so that, like, Miami would keep him. And Writing work. was on the wall. Yeah, there was no way they were going to keep him. He has some of the worst underlying stats out of any player I've ever looked at on FB ref, dude. So <laughs> the only thing he's actually really good at is his pass completion percentage for his position, he's actually the best in MLS this past year for forwards. Hmm. Everything else though, <laughs> successful take ons, bottom 2%, touches and <laughs> bottom 2%, progressive passes, carries. He's like bottom 10% and literally every other like underlying stat, except for pass completion.
1: I honestly think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say because I think he I think he can contribute, but this is going to sound like I'm just saying the same things, but he's not the same guy he was three years ago. That ACL tier in 2020 yeah. derailed him. He wasn't bad uh, in 2022 with Atlanta, but I think this year, do you think he even gets – I mean, he got seven goals, one assist. Do you even think he gets that many without Messi and friends? I mean, he scored before they arrived. But, well, and he
0: was, like, their penalty taker before Messi and them arrived as well. So, I don't know how many he scored. But, yeah, I if I was an MLS team, I would not – I wouldn't bother. I think he's just too damaged beyond repair. Too much of a big personality as well. He is a hothead. Um, I mean, unless you want to just take a big chance that he might just destroy your locker room, <laughs> kill, like, every – like you know, like team building thing you've done. See, for me, it's
1: like, we've seen a lot of players go after, or a lot of teams go after players like this, you know, bad rumored personality. Kai Kamara is one who gets always thrown into the bad locker room guy, but he keeps finding jobs somehow. I I would like to see him stay in the league. Yeah, I, I would like, he's a fun personality. He's, he brings like character to the pitch, but I wouldn't want him on my team.
0: Yeah, I there mean, is a
1: connection though with our team,
0: Phil Neville. I really hope not. I really hope not. It, I, I would mean, take him dude, as a non DP. Three years combined, he scored less than he did in 2018. That like record-breaking year, he scored 31 goals. Past three years combined, he scored less than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not great. (laughs) I would take him as a non-DP player.
0: Yeah, maybe. I I wouldn't want to see that from the Timbers. I think if we were to sign a striker, I would rather see a higher quality guy with a longer future ahead of him.
1: I mean, yeah. uh, I would rather
0: see us get, like, another Brian Fernandez who doesn't do drugs. Rip. I mean, he (laughs)
1: didn't die, but... (laughs) I think he's screw. he's
0: playing like second division in uh, Argentina in Mexico for a while actually I remember that
1: um all right few more few more how about we got a bunch of laFC players here first we'll get the main one out of the way that that's actually happened Maxime crepo and laFC all sorts of goalkeeping news so they have two solid MLs keepers John McCarthy. And Maxime Crepeau, both free agents this year. What did they do? They signed 37-year-old Hugo Lloris, French and Tottenham legend. First of all, what's your reaction to that move?
0: I think it's kind of (laughs) dumb.
1: I mean, they got him for a good wage, I'll say. But yeah, Yeah, he's on
0: a he's on a cheap wage, but. I don't know, man. I guess we were kind of proven wrong by Berkey last season, but I feel like, um, I feel like those like old European goalkeepers aren't there. It's not like the big, like I'm trying to find the right way to like phrase it. Like it's not a huge difference maker for teams in a lot of ways. I think, they're going to bring him in, get rid of these two proven MLS goalies, and then see very little change in their quality of goalkeeping.
1: I agree. I, and I even think Berkey made – Berkey was 32 when he came over from uh, – was he at Dortmund when they signed him? Yeah. Lloris is
0: past it. He had, I, he's had a really bad past – season or two now.
1: And this is kind of the LAFC way. They they find these players. They they can sign them on cheaper deals. Maybe he's another Chiellini, right? Cheap player, brings a lot of experience and helps them out. Like you said, goalkeeper, they had one of the best. They had a top-tier goalkeeper in the league and one of the best backups in the league that a lot of teams would have as a starter. I
0: was going to say, Kripo is probably top 10 to top 5 Goalies in the league, I would say. Yeah, I wouldn't know if I'd put him in top five, but he's definitely top ten. For sure, I was gonna say if I if it was top five, I'd put him at like five. Yeah, he's but he's kind of on that cusp, like definitely within top ten though. Definitely a goalkeeper
1: where if you had him, you would imagine you'd be set. And that was you know the funny thing is that's been always LAFC's problem. It felt like their first few years, you know, they had Tyler Miller, then they had Kenneth Vermeer, who was a disaster. And they finally get Maxime Crepeau who feels like, and he was that guy, and then they dish him off. You know what I would love to see is him having a sustained period of excellency. We'll bring it up. He signed. He's rumored to sign with the Portland Timbers, according to Tom Bogert, but I would love for Maxime crepo to be like our Stephen Fry. We're set for like, I mean, probably not as long, because he's already 29, but... If he can be, like, a starting goalkeeper for a good team for, like, five years, five, six years, that'd be great. And then watching LAFC try and sign whoever is on an expiring
0: deal, you know, on a big club. It doesn't surprise me that LAFC did this, though, because it's just – it kind of is, like, the DNA of their club at this point. I mean, in their short, short history, like – it makes sense for a club of this kind of stature and this, you know, the media coverage they get. They've lost a little bit of the limelight with Miami, like they they can't just be like, oh, a like good like household name MLS player. No, we need to get like some well known, recognized name in the door. So I mean, it doesn't surprise me they did this. I think it's gonna blow up in their face. I sure hope so. As a, I don't think, I think he's gonna get good coverage from the league. And it's going to be hard for him to look really bad, but I think he is going to be just a bang average like keeper in the league. Yep. But how do you rate that signing for Portland of Maxime Cripo? If Cripo actually signs with Portland if, when it's official, I that's an amazing signing. Timbers have struggled with goalie for a while now. We always get these guys that are good for like, they get a purple patch for like two months during the season, and then we somehow move on to another guy randomly. Um I think it's awesome. I think it'd be a great signing. He's been really solid for the past few years in the league. So, I mean, it makes sense. We we were kind of talking about it before. He seems like the uh like he's like the Sounders' like villain. He just like wreaks havoc on them. Whitecaps player had that monster game
1: to shut them out in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I I agree. Um Timbers have never really had a long-term goalkeeping successful goalkeeper. We've had good goalkeepers, but they'll last for like a year or two, and then we get somebody else. So I'm a fan. I think it's great. Real quick, Carlos Vela, out of contract. He's rumored to go to Chivas, though, but nothing finalized. No Tommy Scoop on it yet.
0: Would you like to see him for another MLS team? It seems weird. That'd be it's. It'd be weird. It's like if Blanco went to another MLS team. It just feels wrong to see him like in another jersey. I guess you could say the same thing about Lodero, though. Um, I just don't see what team would be able to like sway him other than Miami. I don't know what team... Because, I mean, he has the connection with Chivas. Chicharito's going back there. Um, it makes sense for him in like, the twilight of his career to go back where it started. But... I just I don't see a team in the league that has enough sway to pull him away from that, especially because Chivas doesn't have the same kind of like spending structure that MLS does. They don't have; they could pay him a lot more money than most MLS teams could, unless somebody wants to make him a DP. Even though he's definitely like right at the end of his career. How about? How I got two options
1: for you. So he loves LA. He loves the area. There's a lot of. Mexican culture there obviously it's a place where he can feel like home without actually being home you know what I
0: mean you're gonna say he's going to the galaxy
1: I saw Hercules Gomez I believe (laughs) tweeted it wasn't a rumor it was just what if he could stay in LA his family you know would be secure. he's a big family guy but even if it's not the galaxy which I think would be hilarious to see like LAFC fans if they turn on him and see like really how see how their fans react to something like this But he had nine goals, 12 assists. Not like the star we've seen, you know, in years previous, but solid.
0: You could definitely watch games, though.
1: You can definitely (laughs) watch games with Vela, though, in 2023 and realize, wow, like he is definitely not as elusive on the ball.
0: What was that stat towards the end of the season? He hadn't scored in like 15 games. (laughs)
1: Which makes yeah, which even makes his numbers a little more skewed because if he carried on his first half of the season's like production, he'd have a monster year. But I don't know. I I, once again I would love to see another MLS team take a swing.
0: I would like to see him stay in the league, but I don't think it happens. I think he goes back to Chivas.
1: How about this would be interesting. How about he goes to Chivas on a one year loan and comes to be San Diego's one of their starting (laughs) players.
0: This is the definition of silly season. (laughs) You should be like a beat writer for the sun in England right now. (laughs) And you put all these on Reddit. Just coming up with these crazy like (laughs) theories. I mean, that would be cool for San Diego, but I would rather see him get Tommy Thompson. (laughs) You're criticizing me (laughs) when you
1: said (laughs) Tommy Thompson. Uh, Anyway, Last LAFC one, Kellen Acosta.
0: I don't know how to feel about this one because he's definitely a quality player in MLS, but he's, at, he's kind of at a point in his career and uh, an age where what team, what higher level team in MLS really needs him? Like where could he go that he could get paid what he wants to get paid? Once again, I
1: thought, you know what I thought made sense before? I think I mentioned it our last podcast a few weeks ago. Atlanta felt like a signing I could see him going to. Higher profile American, you know, domestic player. But I think that's out the window now with Dax McCarty. Well, maybe Dax McCarty left a hole in Nashville that Kellen Acosta could, cause they love nothing more than signing U S based <laughs> players. I saw somebody on online called them like the American Chivas. Like they love their domestic based U S players.
0: I could see that. That makes sense. You know, but what plays, he had a pretty stinker year this past year with LAFC. He His, definitely
1: fell off a bit. He's only 28. He could have a long, if he stays in MLS, I know he wanted to go to Europe last year. In the year before, too. He's wanted to go to Europe. I can see him trying to go abroad, honestly. Not to a huge team, not to a top-five league, but maybe somewhere in the
0: championship. I I bet he can find a spot for himself. But I don't know if he could after this last season. I think his stock has dropped substantially.
1: I feel like he could. Bec- no, don't get me wrong. I don't think he would be like a lights-out like contributor or the move would go the way he thinks, but... When I saw Jordan Morris and Paul Arriola go to Swansea that one random <laughs> off season on loan, and they both failed for different reasons, and
0: that poor made injuries. that made more sense because they were both younger though, and they both had really good seasons before that. Uh, Kellen I, Acosta, literally, I'm looking at it right now. Every underlying stat, he was bottom half for his percentage, and a lot of like the more important ones, like pass completion progressive passes carries he's like bottom 10 percent for his position in the league you're right but
1: do you look at that and say this is the start of his decline or if you're
0: a team vying for his services you say okay maybe he just had a bad year oh if i was an mls team yeah but if i'm a european team like pushing for promotion i'm like do we take a swing on this 28 year old american guy who just had a crap season or do i look for somebody here in england I think I, th- I think you're wrong. I, I could see
1: him going. I'm not saying it will happen, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility because this guy, he was on a World Cup roster, and he was one of the best you know, center mids in MLS for I'd say maybe like three to four years.
0: You know what team, though? I what would love three to, to four see? years are you talking about? I'm I'd looking at like, his career right now.
1: I'd say like 20... Like when he went to the Rapids in 2021, 2022 and then maybe 2020,
0: I don't know. He actually went to the Rapids in 2018. Oh, he did. So no, he was right. there at the Rapids when they finished 21st, then 16th, then 16th. The past 3 years he did Rapids when they were in 2021 they finished 2nd. Then LAFC 2 years in a row where they had pretty successful seasons. So I could I would agree with that. He but I don't think he was When he was at Rapids, he was way more important than at LAFC. Totally.
1: If I'm crazy, I'm crazy. I'm just saying. I I can see him. He's wanted to for a while. He's been public about it. And he's been a good sport, actually. He's a good, like, calm presence. A lot of players, when they don't get the move they wanted to, like when he left Rapids, he wanted to go to Europe and prep for the World Cup, and he got traded to LAFC. A lot of players could have just phoned it in and just... You know, kind of gave up, and but he didn't. But a team I can see him going to. You're gonna love it. I'm gonna love it. The Colorado Rapids.
0: Back to the Rapids.
1: Back to the Rapids. Zach Steffen's there. Jordi Mihailovic is there. And he would fit in. He would fit in. Jack Rube, or Jack Price is gone. They had Danny Levia from. Sounders on loan They could be plying for a Holding midfielder And be a project for them
0: I would agree If he's going anywhere in MLS It's a club that's the caliber Of Colorado Rapids <laughs> That's why I said I think it doesn't make sense I don't think there's any top tier teams in MLS That would take a swing on him No, No top tier teams desperately need Like a bang average CDM See, I wouldn't call him in. bang average. He had a, he had not I, a great year. But. He's like if Weston McKinney, like every fork in the road, if he like took like the wrong option, that like he's like the opposite Weston McKinney. Ah, <laughs> uh, I I disagree. I disagree. he's I think he's perfectly like serviceable, but I think in twenty years nobody's gonna remember Kellen Acosta. Versus, I think when I, you look at other. MLS heritage players like people remember like a Dax McCarty people will like remember like an Ozzy Alonzo see that uh, Diego Chara be- no I don't think anybody's gonna remember a Kellen Acosta
1: I mean see you said you could see any team in the league would benefit from Dax McCarty that's how I see Kellen Acosta I'm not saying he would be the best player on that team but in a midfield rotation I think he would upgrade any teams
0: but I think the difference between a Dax McCarty and a Kellen Acosta is Dax is at a point in his career. It's like last two years and he goes into it knowing he's going to just be like a rotation, like backup guy. Kellen, I think is at a point where he like wants to be the guy and he's not good enough to be the guy at teams that are like vying for that, like supporter shield spot.
1: I I think he is, but we'll I don't see. know.
0: Like uh, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't take a sensey spot. Would he?
1: I mean, they had junior Moreno filling in. I think he's better than him,
0: but they have Noboto though,
1: and they even had Yaya. What's his Kubo? Yeah, I think he's better than Kubo.
0: Yeah, so he's he could be a backup for a really good team, but he's at that point where he wants to be like he's twenty eight, so he he's probably gonna want to be like a starter, like star guy for a team.
1: I think he would slot in at a Cincinnati as a as a backup. No, I think he I think him and Bodo would both
0: I don't know cuz they kind of play with like just one destroyer. They don't need two guys that are more defensive minded.
1: Mm. In that 3-5-2, they have two more holding mids. They had Kubo and Mur- or they had Moreno and uh Mbodo. Yeah, but the
0: way it kind of works like in game though, is Moreno pushes a bit more and then when they need more defensive presence like Barrial like kind of slots in towards the center.
1: I could see I could see Kellen. I, I just rate him more,
0: I think. I don't rate him. I've never really this, this rated him crazy. that much. Uh, maybe like when he was like at the latter stages of his Dallas career and then after that it was just like I thought he had potential. Like, I think if he would have left MLS or stuck with Dallas but I don't know. I don't really rate him that much.
1: Julian Gretzel going to enter Miami.
0: This is another move we disagree on. I already know it. I rate this move. I think it's a good move for Miami.
1: Don't get me wrong. I I think it's just, he's a great player. Inter Miami would be lucky to have him. He provides a, probably one of the best, probably the best fullback service in the league. Probably the best crosser in the league. I don't know, man. I don't think Miami's idea of letting their best defender walk. Officially letting Leandro Gonzalez Perez, uh, his loan option expire, and now he's going to Argentina. I don't think that, along with signing Julian Gressel, is going to
0: shift in the goalpost there, man. We're talking about Julian Gressel. But the point is
1: they let their best defender go, and Julian Gressel is not exact. I mean, you had a good point. He, He won't solely play fullback there. And he has a connection with Tata Martino, but I think they really need to actually shore up that defense. And we were just talking about this on the mic. If you look at Miami's preseason schedule, it's unbelievable. (laughs) They're going to like five different countries in 22 days or something like that. And if this injury, if if they have an injury bug breakout at Miami, I could see this team being like wiped and then I don't think Julian Gressel and
0: Robbie Robinson would be able to carry them to a trophy I think Julian Gressel is gonna be I think it'll be important for them because like I said they they need depth and I agree I think their defense needs to be shored up but I mean we saw it recently with the Timbers like how quickly things can change in a week Timbers immediate like within a week made nearly like four signings that kind of changed I mean, our it completely changed my outlook on how the Timbers like next season is going to go. So I think Miami could easily do the same thing. Um, Gressel though, he's an elite, elite MLS player. I don't think he's necessarily nailed down to one position though. Um, Not wrong, but I mean, where, where do you think he's? If he's, do you think he starts for one? Some games. I don't think he's a regular starter. I don't think he starts in their best lineup because I don't think he takes Yedlin's spot and I don't think he takes the right wing spot from whoever is out there. But when you look at a guy who you're bringing off the bench or having like rotate into different games, he's you do like I bring I keep bringing it up, but his underlying stats he's absolutely elite in both compared against fullbacks or midfielders actually in MLS, um, shot creating actions. Uh, non expected or non penalty expected goals and assists um expected goals and assists progressive passes progressive carries all of those he's like top like five to one percent in the league versus midfielders and fullbacks
1: how about his defensive numbers
0: defensive numbers are terrible
1: see that's that's my point and i i think
0: but i agree but the thing with miami that i think I agree. They'll probably concede a lot of goals this year, but the thing with Miami is that every game is going to be a shootout for them and they have the quality and the attack. I think that they could go out every game similar to like the latter stage, like Caleb Porter at the Timbers at some point was just like, we're going to concede goals, but we're going to score more than you.
1: Yeah. I, okay. I, I see what you're saying. I think once again, we just have a different viewpoint on this because I'm more going with a, I'm going with a more pessimistic viewpoint because, see, he already had a little bit of a... Not a feud, I would say, but there was like... He had some disgruntled comments after he wasn't starting in the playoffs and Columbus's cup run. So I don't know. I'm kind of confused. If he went in there to be the starting right back, well, then he's taking over for DeAndre Yedlin, which I don't know if I could... I can see happening, but I'm not sure that's the case. And if he becomes a squad player, like... And you already know, there's going to be a lot of guys who are obviously thrilled to play with Messi and Suarez, but how do you feel like a Leo Campagna feels who is a solid striker in the league, and they signed Suarez the dinosaur to... I feel like that locker room, (laughs) like, maybe they're all happy and having a good time, like when they're winning, winning a League's Cup, but I feel like there could be some some feuds in there. Picture you're a a rookie out of the league making 50k <laughs> and Messi's
0: making 50 million. <laughs> no, I agree. He I mean there was the feuds kind of at Columbus um but I think it's a different situation going into a Columbus and seeing that their current right wing back is Mo Farsi and being like, "Oh, this guy's had a terrible past two seasons." Yeah, they're doing well decently well this year by the time he joined Um, so I could see why he would be upset that he couldn't win that starting spot because when he was on the field Columbus changed completely I mean we saw it throughout the playoffs they it was kind of their default like switch like put him and Christian Ramirez in and that would win them the game Um, so I could see why he'd be a little disgruntled versus I'm sure that was already part of the discussion going to Miami they already know he already knows he's probably not going to be the starter and he gets the opportunity to play again, play with some of the best players to ever play soccer. I mean, he gets to play with Yedlin, Robert Taylor, Drake calendar, <laughs> but I, I mean, jokes aside, like he get he gets the chance to play with Messi every single day. He gets the chance to play with Luis Suarez, Busquets, Jordi Alba, and he's still young enough. I mean, he has enough of a career ahead of him that he could play here for a couple years and still move on and have like another club to play with. And is, I mean, this uh, to me seems like one of those opportunities where like, he knows he'll be able to play. He'll get minutes. He'll have an impact. He probably isn't going to be the star guy, but I'd say most people would probably snatch up this opportunity. Oh, I
1: agree. And I'm not saying I wouldn't because you're going to play and live in Miami and play with Messi, like, and earn money, a lot of money while doing it. I'm just... I just don't think it's the best... I don't think it's nearly the best fit for him as a
0: player. Um, oh, I I mean, yeah, there's other teams that could use him more effectively than Miami. But for Miami to pick him up as a rotation option, I think that's great business for them. I just... I can see... I can... Because <laughs> the way they flex their... I mean, they, they're really smart with their business. I mean, as as much as we feel like they're except breaking for the rules... First, except for the first couple of years. Yeah, I would agree. Um, ever since they stole that guy from Sounders, they've been solid. I forget, what's his name? Loggerway? Chris, H- H- or- Chris Henderson. Oh, Chris Henderson. Garth Loggerway's at Atlanta, right? Um, Chris Henderson's been great. I mean, their whole dealings around Kamal Miller of like turning two young, kind of unproven guys into two million dollars in gam and getting Kamal Miller and then flipping Kamal Miller like a year later for. I think that was kind like of stupid, actually. 625 in Cam. I, yeah, I agree. I think it's dumb to let him go, but in total, like, of getting Kamal Miller for a year, they made, like, nearly $3 million. So now they have money to go out and flex and the pole of their club of having Messi and all these other guys. They could probably go in and get some, like, stud Argentinian center back that we've never heard of who's, like, a beast, and they'll sell on for more money eventually. See that's true,
1: but the guy they're rumored with is a thirty-five-year-old Argentinian <laughs> center back from Botafogo.
0: That yeah, the Marcos Rojo thing is terrible, but I could also see them bringing in some young guy as well. I mean, just it seems like Miami is going to be doing business up until the very last day.
1: All right, I've had enough talking about Miami. <laughs> I don't want to be the Miami podcast. That's already the MLS extra time and MLS on Apple, but. Oh, man. Last last one, Miles Robinson, free agent out of Atlanta, signs stays in MLS actually, but signs with FC Cincinnati. Chase is wearing the the proud orange kit. Yes, sir.
0: What do you think about that? Probably the biggest name I on the free agent say list. Say that's an, a steal for Cincinnati and a great move for him to move to a better team than Atlanta <laughs> because they just lost Jefferson Mosquera. He went back to Wolves. He yeah. was
1: on loan, so
0: Yeah, it, they lost they lost Mosquera um and then when you look at kind of I mean, they needed to pick somebody up and to bring in a guy who's proven in the league, still decently young, I mean, in terms of a center back to pair with a Matt Miazga and a Nick Haglund, I don't think they got much worse in their backline. If anything, I think they probably got a little bit better. Agree. I think that I think they're definitely the best center back pairing in the league at the moment. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of hard to find any fault with this cuz Miles Robinson's a guy that when he was a free agent, I feel like every club in the league should have been calling him. There's no no reason any club shouldn't. I'm surprised Miami wasn't going in for a heavy bid for him because that would have been a huge huge signing for them totally totally that's our MLS free agent wrap up should we rank them should we rank what our, our favorite moves have been I guess our, there's been other moves that haven't been free agents so we can kind of discuss a little bit but best best MLS offseason best, moves so far best offseason moves we've kind of discussed it a little bit we we each picked three that we liked some of them were free agents. Some of them weren't. What's your third favorite move? Th- we'll go. We'll go from like third to one, so we have like our our favorite move. I mean, number three. We didn't even mention
1: this one. Actually, another Cincinnati pickup: Corey Baird <laughs> going to FC Cincinnati after a good year with Houston, and here's why it's a it's a good move. On its own, Corey Baird he's not gonna he's not gonna be like the star forward doing his crab dance, winning UMLS cups. But if you want a solid contributing striker, I think he's a great player. And specifically, I think this is a good move because Cincinnati picked him up. Brandon Vasquez had eight goals and four assists last year. Not bad numbers at all. He had a monster year the year before, but. Brandon Vasquez was on 900K for a salary. Corey Baird was on 500K, 550, actually, the last season. And he had eight goals, six assists. So Corey Baird, 14 goals, slash assists. And Brandon Vasquez had 12. And Corey Baird did it in about the same time, actually. They both had about 2,300 minutes. So it's a good move because Bupens is their number 1, he's their guy, but if they can get goals from other spots and they have another similar year with their
0: defense with Lucho Acosta, I think it's a great pickup. Yeah, I think that's a that's all everything you said I agree with. He's a huge pickup for Sensi because he's not necessarily going to he's not going to go in demanding a starting spot. <laughs> he's not going to be the guy that's, you know, tearing up the locker room trying to you know, saying he deserves a, <laughs> saying he deserves to start over Bupenza or or anything like that. He's gonna go in, he's gonna fit right into their system and probably I would say goals and assists combined, maybe chip in with about ten to fifteen goals and assists this season. Um so yeah, huge move for them. You got anything else to say about no, I, I was just old gonna say, crab man Corey Baird? Because Brandon Vazquez is
1: moving on to monterey and the rumors say so yeah rumors say and so they picked him up for like i want to say it was like 300k from atlanta in like 2020 they're gonna sell him for millions of dollars and replace him with a guy who had better production in the same amount of time on half the wages for free that's why i ranked it
0: does cory baird make it into the u.s men's national team after an electric season with Cincinnati FC. To the U.S. national team? Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> not on the A team. <laughs> he'll he'll be there for like the gold cup or something. Unless he has like a a really monster year. I would agree. I mean you look at his skill set he's like a not as good Josh Sargent to me.
0: I would agree. Alright my third pick I'm kind of doing a little bit of reshuffling here from what I put down originally. I'm going with Jordy Mihailovic going from Azed Alkmar back into MLS for the Colorado Rapids. The star boy has returned, <laughs> and he is here to light up Dick's Sporting Goods Arena in I love, Colorado. I love calling
1: anybody on the Rapids star boy. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I was telling you before, I was listening to the DNVR Colorado Rapids podcast. I wanted the inside scoop because Colorado had some exciting moves. And shout
0: out to those guys. They
1: were calling him Starboy, beat, beat writers of Colorado news. That's right. But you can say your piece about them. I just want to say credit to Colorado and Chris Armis for they're actually making a change. Maybe you know they're not making the most exciting moves, but I think definitely they are. Not well. They're not the best moves in the offseason, but they're solid. And they're spending money now. But it was rumored that Mihailovic was Chicago was interested. Portland was interested. There was all sorts of teams. But his homegrown club that, like, he he was a homegrown player. He supported. They put in a bid, but he chose Colorado over them. So good for them.
0: Yeah, I would I mean he he's going to be a player that they can build around. He's still pretty young. Um credit to him for making the choice to come back to MLS after going to you know, Europe playing for uh, like I said AZ Alkmaar and not really being given much of a chance. They didn't play him in his traditional role. He's kind of more of like an inverted winger type guy. And they were playing him as like a number eight, like through the midfield. And they were playing him in ways that didn't really fit his strengths. Um, Yeah, he's young enough. He probably could develop a bit more, but he didn't really put up much numbers for them. So it makes sense that they'd let him go. When you look back at his last season in MLS, um, he had really good, all his underlying stats, really solid, um, really good dribbling, really good progressive passes, progressive carries, um, He was in like top 8% for like goals per 90 for his position. Um, so, I mean, he had a really solid season. And then you kind of think about the state that Colorado's in and they need a guy like this that they can build around. And um, he's not exactly, I wouldn't say he's the type of guy to be like a goal scorer. He's not the type of guy to really like finish the playoff. He's more so the creative kind of side of it so I think they're still missing that piece to complement him and I don't think it's gonna completely revolutionize Colorado this season but I mean he's he put up good numbers in MLS he's proven in MLS and he's still young enough to be there for another five six seven eight years or so
1: agree I I love Colorado's offseason they're getting players who have MLS experience and have High upside and success in the league, not trophy wise, but player like success wise. Shout out to Colorado.
0: Shout out to Colorado.
1: Who is your next? My second number two move. Second best move. Gonna sound like a homer, but Maxime Crapeau to the Timbers. When you take one of the best goalkeepers in the conference from a direct team you're competing against week in, week out on the table. That's a win. And the Timbers did that with Maxime Crippo. I would take a 29-year-old Maxime Crippo over a 37-year-old Lloris <laughs> most days of the week. I just think it just makes sense. Portland needed a goalkeeper. They this could be their long-term player and directly, in my opinion, weakens
0: LAFC. So, I think it's a good move. I would agree. I mean, we already discussed it a little bit, so we won't dive into it too much, but um, the type of signing that can really anchor a team. So, I would agree. Huge signing for the Timbers. My second best off-season move, a little bit different, is Laurent Courtois going to club de foot Montreal. They have signed him as their head coach after searching for what seemed like forever. (laughs) I didn't know who would want to take that job. Smart pickup, but it makes a lot of sense for them. Um, So Courtois most recently was Columbus crew two's coach playing in MLS next. He's been there. There's only been two seasons of MLS next. He's coached them for both seasons and made it to the final both times. He won the first ever one. Unfortunately, lost in the final this past time. But he's a he's a guy who's played in MLS um, when he started his managerial career. I mean, he kind of he was like an assistant coach for LA Galaxy. Went back to Lyon in France, which is where he grew up playing, and then in 2018 came to Columbus and uh, started coaching their academy, and then got the opportunity to coach uh, Crew too, and he's been really successful his whole coaching career. He doesn't have a huge, you know, he doesn't really have any history as a, a top flight head coach. But Columbus Crew too was an exceptional team that was pretty dominant. And you you could say a lot of that came down to their academy, um, Crew's identity to, you know, just identify good young players and bring them in. Um, but it makes sense for a Montreal team that struggled this past year and still kind of has the DNA of a Wilfred Nance team there to bring in a guy <laughs> to bring in a guy who's worked directly with Wilfred Nancy for the I mean, not like a day to day thing, but you know, enough over the past year. And then I'm sure for him he probably talked to Wilfred Nance about Montreal before getting this job. I'm sure he probably bounced some things off of him. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Get a young, exciting coach who plays the type of style that you want to see from your team and is basically like Wilfred Nancy light. I'm really surprised with how competent of a move this is, actually. I Yeah, I didn't expect it at all. <laughs> I mean, we talked about coaches we thought would go there, and we didn't even mention him at all. It They, to me, felt like... Picture like
1: Adrian Heath, but like whatever like version of that from like <laughs> Europe you can think of. Um, no, you're right, because the only thing I'll say that's confusing, which isn't with this move, it's just with the whole saga in Montreal, is they literally had Wilfred Nancy he left because of disputes, you know, with the ownership group, and then they end up hiring like his his number two pretty much, like his, his understudy. But if anything, actually, you know the cool part is Laurent Couture has more coaching experience now than Wolf Nancy did when he got the job at Montreal. So, you're right. He should know this play style. I mean, Montreal was playing very similarly in 2022. So, it makes sense on paper. Hopefully, it translates well. Hopefully, they give him a real shot. Let him impose his style. top to bottom in the club. Give him the reins. And then don't do anything stupid with your ownership group and get into arguments in the locker room or whatever.
0: And I'll say this to kind of wrap it up as well with, with Courtois. It fits because he speaks French. Montreal is a French, partially mostly French speaking city. Um, And then you just look at his track record of developing young players, guys who played for him that made the jump to Columbus crew. You got Patrick Schulte, Mo Farsi, Sean Zawadzki, Jason Russell-Rowe, and Will Sands. So that's about, what, five, six guys who are all MLS, I'd say average or above average players now. That's more than the entire Timbers Academy and second
1: team in their (laughs) existence have developed.
0: (laughs) That's very true. That's another story, but... Yeah. I don't know. It just makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Um, The only thing I dislike about this is Pamo Dukas wasn't the other finalist for this job, and I absolutely love him and wish he had his opportunity to coach, but I think he'll be better suited going somewhere else. I was going to say that Montreal could be a dumpster fire for a lot of people. It'll be fun watching Montreal play against Columbus this year, though. Be interesting to see if the, the tactical of, matchup. There'll be a lot of a lot of similarities and a lot of ties between some of those players who played for him on Crew Two that got their opportunity with the first team because of him. I saw this comparison actually. I, I want to say
1: it was Matt Doyle uh, on X, and it was saying, "So this is a disrespectful comparison, but <laughs> disrespectful to Wilfred Nance." But do you think we'll see like a? like a pep style, like, resurgence of, like, assistants or, you know, understudies from Wilfred Nancy. If – I wouldn't say after one year like this, but say Columbus has not even, like, a trophy winning next few years, but high-level play, top of the table, near. I could see
0: – I mean, I actually – it's funny because I likened him to pep, like, our last podcast, when I said he'll probably make a similar pep, like – slight tweak to their style of play next year so they don't get figured out. Um, no, I, it makes sense because it's kind of like we were talking about as well. There's a lot of people who are saying, like, can't wait to see some random MLS team try non-save ball and then it doesn't work because there's going to be a lot of teams that want to copy this.
1: Brian Schmitzer.
0: <laughs> there's going to be a lot of teams that want to copy this because obviously the fans love it. Um, so, yeah, I could see – I could. I agree. I think there will be a lot of assistant coaches and people kind of underneath the pyramid of Wilfred Nance that move on to, to top-level coaching jobs.
1: It's well said. Best move of the offseason so far for me, it's got to be Miles Robinson going to Cincy. We already talked about it, but when you add one of the best defenders in the league, would have gone to a World Cup if not for injuries. Would have been a starter probably, actually. And when you add him to what already was one of the best defensives in the league, you have the defender of the year on that team already, and you pick him up as a free agent directly from another Eastern conference team, that'll earn you the top spot.
0: I would agree. That's a, that's a huge pickup for since he kind of like, I mean, we already talked about it, but it makes them better and it weakens a direct rival in their conference. So it makes complete sense. My best pickup so far this off season, and I might be a little biased here. It's got to be Kamal Miller to the Portland Timbers. We, we kind of talked about it a little bit. It's been confirmed now, huge pickup for the Portland Timbers who have struggled with center backs Seems like it for our entire existence, other than Except the two for years <laughs> when we had Nat Borchers and Liam Ridgewell, and that one 100%. And the Great Wall of Gambia, the Great Wall of Gambia, where we didn't win a single thing, but <laughs> I, first place in the West. First place in the West. I though. did, I did love that combo, it was pretty awesome. Like the <laughs> Great Wall of Gambia. Alvis Powell and then Michael Harrington. <laughs> Which one doesn't fit in? <laughs> That's an awesome backline right there. um I forgot about Michael Harrington. I think I told you I have a cutout of his face somewhere in my room. You know what's sad? I had a cutout of Jeff Antonella,
1: a full body cutout, <laughs> uh, cardboard, and I was just cleaning out that room, our old studio, actually, and I. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't really want to take this in, like, the moving truck wherever I go next. So I said Uh, goodbye. Oh,
0: you threw the Ant-Man
1: away. (laughs) You know what's funny? Disrespectful. One last thing, Michael Harrington. Dude, I was looking up some MLS lore and iceberg and meme stuff before we started recording, and I saw a picture of just Michael Harrington for the Timbers playing in Seattle and he just had his hands around the Seattle player's like neck, the top of his head and the and then his neck like he was twisting his neck. <laughs> and it just was like low font, low quality font was just plastered on the image and it just said when MLS rivalry gets too hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Good 2012 meme. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Anyways,
0: I think he's still playing. Michael Harrington. Oh no, he's got to be coaching. He's got to be coaching now. I think he. Yeah, he coaches at a uh, University of North Carolina, UNC. Respect. Solid, solid pickup for them. Um, no, Kamal Miller to the Portland Timbers. It just it fi- it fixes a lot of issues that the Timbers had. They've never they haven't had a good center back pairing for a while. Um, looking at his underlying numbers, pretty terrible in the defensive aspect. Pretty elite in the ball progression and passing aspect. So when you look at that paired up with a uh, Zach McGraw and his underlying numbers of absolutely terrible ball progression other than just hoofing the ball up the field and then pretty elite defensive numbers. I don't know if I want to say elite, but absolutely solid. I would say pretty dominant in the air and then everything else is pretty solid. Um, It makes a a really nice pairing. It it kind of allows you to have the one guy, the one center back you can shift the ball to and he does the work to get the ball up the field. Zach McGraw kind of does a little bit more of the dirty work. The only issue I have with this move is if there's an international window and Canada's playing... As of right now, it looks like Timbers are losing their center back pairing and their starting goalkeeper. <laughs> so it might be a rough, which has never been the case before. The Timbers have never had to worry about international windows at all. We we've rarely ever had guys that actually get called who are like significant players for us. It was like Nagby for like a year. Yeah. Maybe and then, two. Like, you'd have like a, like an Andy Polo and like other guys like that who would Ryan Johnson for Jamaica. Yeah. You get guys called to like Peru or Jamaica, but it was never like as substantial as like, this is probably some of our most important players on the field. Um, So that's the only issue I kind of have with it. But when you weigh that up with like the rest of the season and how strong it kind of makes the Timbers, I'm, I'm extremely excited about it. It seems like a move that just checks all the boxes for the Timbers. I was gonna say, yeah. If you have the starting pair, and let's say you lose them for a handful
1: of games, as long as you have some adequate depth behind them, it's sh- it's a complete home run of a signing. And <laughs> Phil, if it seems to me, I I brought this up to you earlier actually, but when Phil Neville got announced, I was like, okay, watch. He's gonna bring in some weird like Premier League. Old guard or some English players, he might have a connection with here and there. Little did I know, it'd be the Canadian connection. Kamal Miller and Maxime Crepault. I don't doubt that Phil Neville was decently involved
0: in both of these moves. Honestly, so Rich- watch us pick up Richie Larea as well. <laughs> Just get it. Let's get a full Canadian back line going. <laughs>
1: give me, give me Alistair Johnson back from uh, <laughs> Celtic. Oh man, that would actually be kind of legit back line like that. Give it, give me a back three: Kamal Miller on the left, <laughs> Zach McGraw in the middle, and then Alistair Johnson on the right.
0: I'm good to go. Just those three and Maxime <laughs> Crapeau against the world, man. <laughs> then we can just stock it up kind of on some <laughs> Canadian Premier League players. You know what's kind of funny, actually, and I just made this connection right now, is like the Portland Thorns are kind of like Canada's like like their women's team in the nwsl christine sinclair it's like they have like a little like they have a guard of like canadian like women's national team players and like the the timbers are following suit right now it's a weird connection i just realized just listening to the soccer in portland podcast earlier today and they were talking about the the thorns sale and purchase and everything i was
1: just listening to that today too actually on my way home church you know it was funny i skipped the entire thorns part though <laughs> you just c- wanted to hear him talk about the timbers, not because i hate the thorns because i just wanted to hear the
0: timbers news in preparation for this so yeah that's funny yeah i was listening to that while i made breakfast this morning but those are our top three picks there's just some other rumors we could kind of dive into i don't know what we're looking like on time it's been a while so we could run over a little bit but we'll kind of speed it up a little bit here and then uh, we got a couple games we wanted to jump into as well. So we've already discussed it a little bit. Um, it looks like uh, there's some overhauls happening with a handful of teams in the league. And I think the two that we should really kind of you know keep an eye on and maybe dive into a little bit more. We've already talked about one of them, so we can keep it really brief. But the Colorado Rapids are in complete overhaul mode. We've already talked about... Jordi Mihailovic we have talked about Omir Fernandez the third move that we haven't even talked about at all yet Zach Steffen signed from Manchester City back into MLS going to the Colorado Rapids with probably his stock at an all-time low in his career right now what what do you think of this move and what do you think about kind of the overall overhaul for uh colorado rapids it's definitely a good
1: start right this isn't a cup contending team but it's progress and i think anybody in colorado would be happy with it i don't think anybody would have expected them to just turn into an elite mls level team in one off season especially being colorado rapids but zach steffen's huge because he's not going to be a dp and that's
0: huge that's huge for them i thought for sure he'd ask for more money
1: for sure Younger ish, you know, for a goalkeeper, American, former goalkeeper of the year in MLS. So you could do a lot worse. And
0: I feel like he mostly, on the Zach Steffen front, I feel like he mostly made this move because he knows he's like nowhere near that starting spot for the U.S. men's national team. And he needs to be somewhere where he's going to be the main guy for the next few years before the next World Cup. I agree. And. Yeah, like I said, I I, I like
1: what they've done. I obviously wasn't the biggest fan of the Chris Armis move, but like we said with Phil Neville, I don't doubt he's been, you know, part of the, you know, planning on on a lot of these moves. And (laughs) it's funny, I was watching some some clips and listening to uh, that podcast I mentioned, the DNVR Rapids podcast. And, Seeing Chris Armis, like, he's, like, in a bar with all the supporters. He wanted to meet them. He's, like, asking questions. They were asking him, like, tough questions. Like, why should we want you as coach in their press conference when you don't have a good record? And he was taking them head on, meeting with fans. I was reading online, like, he would spend, like, 30 minutes talking to, like, a little kid about, like, how they can become a better player. Like, he's doing all the things like that right, bringing in solid players, we'll see what the play looks like but as of now i've kind of turned a little bit uh opinion-wise on chris Armas.
0: yeah i mean it, like you said it it's all up in the air until the season starts like we don't really know what it's going to look like but i don't i don't know if i want to say it's true for all coaches but i think n- most coaches if you just give them time you'll see some success, especially in MLS. It's very rare where if like you give one coach, like give him the time to build the team he wants, that you're just going to be terrible the whole time. And I think if they give Chris Armis three, four years, I don't want to say they'll win trophies, but who knows? I mean, they might start making, they'll be in playoffs. I guarantee that. Like, If you give Chris Armis four years and you keep improving your squad at this rate, They'll definitely be a top contender in MLS again. Or Western Conference at least. I completely agree. And I mean, goalkeeper, they
1: have a solid keeper now. Um s- defense seems kind of weak to me, I won't lie. Andreas Maxo, you've got Lala Abubakar, Keegan Rosenberry, I think
0: they could definitely upgrade there. Midfield doesn't look too bad, honestly. What's weird is that back line was the essentially the, the same point. back line from when they were really good a few years ago, though. Minus Austin trustee. Yeah, I guess that's true, um, which is a huge miss. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Um, you're not wrong at all. But I think the midfield is going to be the strength here. You got Cole Bassett, Connor Ronan, Ralph Preso is a decent prospect, and then you throw in Omir Fernandez and like a
0: Jordy Mihailovic could run the show. And I think that'd be solid. Yeah, I agree. They're making all sorts of good moves. I'm excited to see what they do next. Cause right now it seems like you have a Jordy Mihailovic. I don't think he's going to play in that midfield. I think he's probably more up off like the left wing as an inverted winger. Um, I think like you said, they need to strengthen their backline. So I think they need a center back and then, The other two spots for me is, like, striker and right wing. Who are they going to bring in that will be those difference makers? Because right now, I mean, who's their right wing right now? So they have, on the
1: roster, they have Kevin Cabral, (laughs) Jonathan Lewis, Calvin Harris,
0: Brian Galvin. Kevin Cabral just seems like he'll never reach the potential that he always, everybody thought he had. But maybe, I mean, maybe now being surrounded by some other young good talent, maybe his fortune will turn, maybe he'll start playing better, but that's the that's the issue, I think, is they need to they need to strengthen their back line, they need to strengthen right wing striker, and then I think they're probably set for like a push for playoffs after that. I'd agree. And in one of the tweets when Tom
1: Bogart was tweeting about all these rapids moves, I think it was the Mihailovic one, he said he's not the rapids aren't done yet so like you said like good moves for now let's see what they do next sounds like they've got stuff in the works which is great and yeah if they because would be a dp and kevin cabral is a dp isn't he on loan actually from the galaxy or am i completely wrong
0: i thought they had bought him i thought they had purchased him because he's been there for Yeah, they must have purchased him because he played against the Galaxy. Most of the time in those loans, they include a clause where you can't play against your parent club. Right. Because I remember, yeah, he played against Galaxy last season. So the Rapids, as of now,
1: have Rafael Navarro, who they have a striker. He's a striker from the Brazilian club Palmeiras. Didn't really light it up. Didn't really do a whole lot, honestly. So maybe do you give him another you know, some more time, maybe with some, I'm sure they'll have much better service. So
0: do they go in for a Danny Musovsky? I think it would make sense. You know, who would have been a good pickup for them. It would have been a Corey Barrett, actually like you, a Danny Musovski and a Corey Barrett front to,
1: <laughs> you know, who is actually linked on, on Twitter with them. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but Yosef Martinez. <laughs> oh man.
0: Picture I, all these either go really well or really terribly. I was going to
1: say all these smart like you know signings were praising and you know good pieces, good good locker room presence. And you throw Joseph Martinez, King Joseph, <laughs> and this is no disrespect at all, but Joseph Martinez goes from playing in Atlanta, <laughs> seventy thousand people, MLS <laughs> Cup Finals, winning championships, then playing with Messi to suiting up with Omir Fernandez. Playing Chris Armis ball at Dick's Sporting Good Park.
0: Love to see it, man. I would love to see that as well. One other club that w- is actually kind of un- undergoing a little bit of an overhaul that we've dis- we've discussed kind of briefly as well. LA Galaxy desperately need an overhaul. Desperately need new new players in there. They lost Chicharito. Um, their most recent signing is uh, j League. Right back, I believe it was right back or left back, outside back. Who's right back, Japanese international team player, uh, 30, years, 30 years old, so not young. Kind of a weird time for his in his career to move to MLS. Um, but other than that, they've been linked with a lot of players. Um, one that has been more recent that it looks like they're finalizing is uh, Brazilian winger Gabriel Peck, I think is his name or something like that. Um, he was linked with the Timbers, and then Galaxy kind of swooped in and bid like 3 or $4 million more than what the Timbers had bid. And it uh, looks like that move is going to go through for them. What do you think of, of Galaxy's moves so far and what they're trying to accomplish? I feel like...
1: Yeah, honestly, it has, there hasn't been a ton, right? They announced their roster decision in November once, they, once the season ended for them. They... Have John McCarthy on on the books. <laughs> Jonathan Klinsman, the goalkeeper, Jurgen Klinsman's son, got cut. Um, they didn't lose a ton, though. Honestly, um, in terms of defenders, Douglas Costa is gone. Chicharito is gone. They'll have two DPS. Um, Michael Barrios is out. Caligiuri's out. Kevin Leardam. Not two players who hugely contributed in a positive way. Giri was injured. Billy Sharp, they declined his option, even though he had a good goal rate. But I think it's, a honestly, a lot of fans were disappointed, but I don't hate that they didn't bring him back, right? They're looking younger. It's probably smart. They're rumored with all sorts of South American young wingers for high dollar transfer fees, but they added a good goalkeeper, they added what should be a starting level uh right back who has chemistry actually with Yoshida their center back who's a japan national center back so I like it I think if they can get a if they can really hit on a striker and maybe like a a good like thread out wide on the wing, I think this could be a good shape roster, especially with the Ricky Pujó. Diego Fagundes was a good pickup last off or this mid season.
0: I would say. I would agree. It seems like they're starting to make the right kind of smart moves. They're bring they're getting younger. They're bringing in smarter moves. Um, it looks like this move for this Brazilian winger is going to go through. It's kind of in the final stages. It's kind of a little bit of an unknown like quantity. I mean, he's, played 161 games for this team in brazil scored 24 goals so not the best return across four years those sound like timbers winger stats if i've ever seen i was gonna say that's like a yimmy chara or like a diron espria if i've ever seen one but it seems like he's kind of like an electric player that's fun to watch so who knows maybe you know vanny could get the best out of him or I don't. We'll see. Man's seat is piping hot. <laughs> um, I'm just curious, like if they were already scouting him before the Timbers, or if they they just saw us bid, and they were like, hey, watched a highlight reel, and they were like, you should live in LA instead. We got four million dollars more than they do. Oh man! But
1: to me, they're in the stage they need to hit. They're. I I'm not going to be one of those people who say they're irrelevant now because LAFC has been more successful but how many years is it going to take for LAFC to be competing in big games, winning trophies while Galaxy's either fighting to make playoffs at the tail end of the season or
0: they're, they're definitely at like a win now point, not like win trophies now, but like when to remain relevant now, <laughs> like especially with the big players they have, like I don't blame Chicharito for leaving. I wouldn't want to stay and be part of a project like that. Ricky Pooj seems unhappy and seems like he wants to leave at the end of his contract. I don't blame him. Um, And with, uh, I mean, I think they'll always be able to attract big name players just because of their location and the history they have. But it's definitely they're not the most attractive place in MLS anymore. I agree, and I think I think Chicharito leaving was more just. I
1: don't think there's any hard feelings,
0: honestly. It's kind of more happenstance. I think of his, where he's at in his career, and and yeah, I would agree. There's no there's no hard feelings between him and LA Galaxy, but as of right
1: now, Dejan Jovovich is their only forward on the roster. Preston Judd got traded to the Quakes, actually. So definitely need a striker. But I want to ask real quick: How do you rate the Chicharito era in? MLS LA galaxy, whatever you think, because it's funny when this move was announced in 20, 2019, 2020 off season. So they signed him ahead of the COVID year and it was huge, right? Chicharito was rumored with LA galaxy for a long time with the league for a long time. Honestly, he was a Mexican player, lot of pull here and it didn't really pan out for him. I wouldn't say they didn't they didn't really have much success. He had a couple signing or a couple good years, but other than that, it wasn't great. He was injured last year, but I'll read his stats. First year at the Galaxy, 2020. 12 games, COVID shortened season, two goals. 2021, 17 goals, 3 assists and 21 games played. Pretty electric numbers. 2022 32 goal 32 games 18 goals two assists solid this year 2023 he had a season-ending injury but one goal one assist in nine games so two not great years and then two really solid years but yeah looking back a lot of people were saying i believe andrew Wiebe said he's the biggest signing in mls history other than David Beckham. That's a direct quote from Andrew Wiebe. At the at the time when he was signed? 2020, yep.
0: At that point, who would you say was a bigger signing? Because so, I get where he's coming from. I think it had the potential to be, but it definitely... It was definitely flopped um, <laughs> in that aspect. But also, when you look at 2020 to 2023, MLS, like hit, hey, like, hyper drive in terms of, like, growing as a league. Um, On this list,
1: uh, you want me to read you the top ten? Yeah. So, he had Javinko number ten, Carlos Valderrama, number nine, number eight, Didier Drogba. Dude, why are
0: you chuckling at Valderrama?
1: That guy's a legend. No, I was I was laughing at Drogba, actually, because oh. he played, like, yeah, Drogba's what, 13 signing. months? Seven... I can never pronounce his first name, but Blanco, the Mexican player. Couth- no, Guatem Guatematec, Guatematec Blanco, or, uh, yeah. Yep. Six Wayne Rooney, five Kaká, four Thierry Henry, three Zlatan Ibrahimovic, two Chicharito,
0: one David Beckham. It depends for me what lens you're looking at it through. When you look I at agree. it through the lens of like impact on the field and trophies won definitely not the case for Chicharito but when you look at it through the lens of eyes on the league and attendance in the stadium I'd say it was he's probably pretty spot on there especially in LA with the Mexican population they have there Chicharito is I, arguably probably the greatest Mexican player of all time up there in the top 5 at least Hugo Sanchez (laughs) he's Chicharito's up there and um especially for like this most recent era of people who like watched the Mexican national team and and kind of followed the players he's like an idol for a lot of people who went to Europe was successful um I think a lot of people kind of discredit what he did with his career I mean went to Real Madrid went to Manchester United um the tail end is kind of where everybody looks at it. Like the Leverkusen, the West Ham, Sevilla were still put up good numbers. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, wouldn't be the, especially now, not one of the biggest signings other than David Beckham, but in terms of like keeping LA galaxy relevant and getting a lot of eyes on the league that probably otherwise were a lot more disinterested would rather just watch league MX. Um, probably a big boost for MLS in that aspect. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I think it definitely helped the El Trafico
1: rivalry. I'd put Zlatan ahead of them, though, personally, because Zlatan did the same thing with the El Trafico rivalry, and it was a similar thing, but I think on a bigger scale. Zlatan sold out a lot of stadiums coming.
0: Zlatan brought a lot of eyes of, like, European fans, I'd say. And Euro snobs. Euro snobs for sure. And I think Chicharito tapped more into like, like Mexican American fans. For and sure. And definitely filled, filled stadiums up that way. Cause I mean, when he came to Portland, I remember going to watch and it was the most LA galaxy or air quotes around LA galaxy <laughs> fans I've ever seen in that stadium. And it was insane. I've never seen it in Portland before. Away fans who were just crowded around the exit trying to see him as he like left the stadium was insane. I don't think anybody. When I went there when Zlatan came, actually, it wasn't the same. Nobody waited to see Zlatan at all. I was gonna say, I I see, I see the point. I think he's
1: definitely a remnant of better days. If you were a Mexico fan, for sure, seems like their national teams kind of downhill. At least compared to the U.S. in terms of, like, being the CONCACAF giant. They're definitely in a dark phase. And to me, I relate them, not even career path, but, like, in that era of the Mexico national team, for me, I'm really nostalgic of the Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, Tim Howard, Michael Bradley days. Even though this current national team is probably a better like-for-like, player-for-player, yeah, but... That era was just, you know, growing up as a fan watching those players. Those are your heroes, and I'm sure a lot of Mexico fans feel the same way about him.
0: Yeah, yeah. That kind of helps us segue actually a little bit into something else we wanted to talk about. There's a handful of rumors and confirmed deals of MLS players leaving to Liga MX, and with the, you know, I mean, the U.S. men's national team, Mexico men's national team, the rivalry that that's there, the Liga MX MLS rivalry. Let me read the, the list of guys who so far are either rumored or almost confirmed to go to Liga MX from MLS just so far this offseason. you got Brandon Vasquez, rumored with a big move to Monterrey. Cade Cowell, rumored to go to Chivas. you got Chicharito, back to Chivas as well. Carlos Vela, it's rumored that's going to be his landing spot. And then probably the biggest one, you got Frank the Tank Bowley. Going to <laughs> Atletico San Luis.
1: I forgot about that one. Well done.
0: <laughs> um, you know I saw but, it. I mean, that's five. I would say, I mean, other uh, Frank Bowley, obviously a little bit of a joke. That's a weird. I like, saw another weird one,
1: too, actually. who's that?
0: Uh, nowhere near confirmed or even
1: finalized the deal, but I saw Fafa Pico de Corretero. Yeah,
0: that's. Be random. That would be six guys from MLS down to League MX. And I kinda I go both ways on this, but I'm curious, how do you feel about MLS shipping off quality players to our rival league? Um
1: certain ones I I think are make sense and I'm I don't know if okay with is the right word, but you know what I mean? Like you said, we're direct rival with League MX. Obviously, I'd rather MLS is poaching their best players, but Liga MX getting a Carlos Vela uh, Chicharito I think that's cool I think that's a good story for you know their for Chivas their club for Mexican fans in Mexico to be able to watch you know like we talked about some of their heroes and Kate Cowell play for Chivas (laughs) (laughs) would be really cool Um, they're like
0: doing their own Miami right now
1: (laughs) yeah but It doesn't really worry me, I guess, uh, as a fan. I think Brandon Vasquez and Cade Cowell, disappointing that they're not making a jump to like a European league equivalent or a slight step up from MLS. But that's just the way it goes sometimes, honestly. I think MLS is a more attractive market for a certain type of player, whether that's the more traditional MLS like like an Henri or a Rooney or a Kaka the aging star player and I think MLS is starting to become more of a an attractive league for these younger South American players whereas Liga MX I think the tides are turning a little bit the top four five six teams in Liga MX will have that pull more Club America Chivas. You know, those ones and I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head for some reason. Tigres, Pumas. But I don't know. I, I don't think it's a problem.
0: Yeah, I'd I would say if we were looking at it through the lens of just Brandon Vasquez and Cade Cowell, and you people you know, a lot of people are framing it as like a like oh we're losing some of our best like upcoming talent to Liga MX, then it seems like an issue, but like you said, the Chicharito, Carlos Vela, um, Frank Bully, those are all just great storylines. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Vasquez, like he, he already did. played in Liga MX as
1: well. And I mean, he d- he didn't have he's had one for really good
0: season in MLS. That's it. And what I from what I've heard, he helps. I don't know exactly the roster rules around Liga MX, but he fills actually one of their homegrown slots. Um, so that I mean, it makes sense on that side of it for monterey to pick him up um i don't know i mean one thing i do kind of like about this is i i really like seeing more business between the two leagues because i would like to see mls dip into that market a little bit more start bringing up strikers kind of like how we did for like a uh, like a brian fernandez when we got him or a Felipe or a ruy diaz like some great MLS players have come from Liga MX. And I would, I think when you strengthen those relationships between the two leagues, um, you can find players moving a little bit more freely. And then you help players actually find landing spots that might fit them a little bit better. Like a Rui Diaz, like he moved. I don't, I mean, I don't know his stats off the top of my head of how he played in Liga MX, but, um, think about some of these guys like a Romel Kyoto, who's like kind of struggling, hasn't found a landing spot in MLS and with those strength in relationships, maybe he'll go to League MX and find a team that he can go light it up for and be, you know, a stud player. The next Camilo in League <laughs> of No, I agree. And like like
1: we talked about, I'm not super high on any of those players, honestly. Brandon Vasquez being the most, but he's going to be earning a lot of money. What would essentially be a, a high-level DP deal in MLS whereas no MLS team in their right mind should give them that much money. Brandon Vasquez. Frank Boley, he was all right. More of a shoe in you know, bridge a gap between a couple weird years striker for Portland. Yeah. Wasn't really convincing. So, for me, it would be more concerning if we were losing Tiago Almada, Haney Mukhtar, Miles Robinson, you know, Julian Gress, Like, players like that, high-level MLS yeah. players but
0: I agree. I agree. Well, that kind of wraps up our off season talks. We did have a, we wanted to, it's about a month's worth of news. I was (laughs) going to (laughs) say wrapped up into about an hour and 45 minutes or so. Um, we've got a couple games we wanted to dive into for old time's sake. It's been a while since we've done a a good MLS game between the two of us, between the two of us. And I have a new one that I want to introduce to you, Jacob, and it's called Clicks. And I, I've kind of discussed this to you um, before the podcast. Essentially, the game is one of us comes up with a category um, and the other person has unlimited guesses. So, for example, let's say if I were... <laughs> we were to do this... We're going to do this in the context of just MLS. But say if I were to come up with a category of Like things that are red. I wouldn't tell Jacob and you would start guessing and say if he were to guess like a tomato, I'd say yes. And then that's one of his locked in three clues. And if he says a banana, I'd say no. So on and so forth until he guesses three things that are red. Then after he guesses three, he has to try and figure out what the category is without me telling him. We're going to try and do it in the context of MLS. Don't know how well it's going to work. I tried to make it easy for this first round. I tried to pick things that aren't too difficult like categories that aren't too difficult and too niche quite yet but i want to see how this works out it can't be worse than that one game we did (laughs) that that our friend ryan suggested (laughs) i wasn't gonna say a name but yeah i think i called him out on that episode actually (laughs) that one that was brutal i don't even remember what that one was but that one was hilarious all right i'll go first i'll go first so i have a category in mind Go ahead. Start your guessing. I'll let you know if, it's, if Messy. it's in the category. No. Pizza Hut Park.
1: <laughs> former FC Dallas Stadium. No. Fang the Philadelphia Union mascot. <laughs> no. Timber <laughs> Joey. Nope. Diego Valeria. Yes.
0: Landon Donovan. Yes. That's two. You got one more. If you get locked in, then you got to guess what the uh, category is. David Villa. Yes. I think I'm on to you. All right. What is the cat? What do you think the category is? MLS MVPs. That is incorrect. Yeah, that's a good guess though. That actually is three things they have in common. You want to have one more guess at it? I'll let you go. MLS Best Eleven. Incorrect. It is retired MLS players. Dang. <laughs> I went a little broad there, trying to make it easy, but that's that's a that was a quick round. <laughs> but I think it's because it was such a broad category. All right, that was a solid one, though. All right, my turn.
1: You got I, a category? I should have went broad first and then tried to narrow it down. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm developing a strategy here. All right, all right. I got your category. Uh, I'm gonna right. have to fact check some of these, possibly. So that's okay.
0: That's what I was prepared to do as well. Okay. All right, messy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ah, dang it. Uh Dick Sporting Goods Park. Ah, uh, see this is weird. No. Um Colorado Rapids. No. Uh Timber Joey. No. Um Facundo Farias. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Darren Maddox? No. Um, (laughs) What are these (laughs) guesses? I don't don't know. know. I have no strategy right now. This is the first time I've ever done this. Until you get one, it's hard to. It is kind of hard, yeah. You kind of got to throw everything at the wall. It's kind of like 20 questions almost. Yeah. Um, Landon Donovan? Yes. Okay, so Landon Donovan's one of them. Robbie Keane?
1: gonna have to check this okay
0: this is a this is where it gets tricky after you get that first one is when you can develop a little bit of a strategy so Landon Donovan is one of them Robbie Keane is a possibility
1: possibly possibly possibly
0: yes so Landon Donovan and Robbie Keane Joseph Martinez, yes, is the category MLS Golden Boot winners.
1: No, great guess. Ah,
0: though. dang it!
1: I'll give you two more guesses.
0: MLS Cup MVPs. No, no another another good guess. Is it just league? No, I don't know if Robbie Keane won it. just league MVP of the season. I know Donovan has, and I know Joseph Martinez did their title winning season. Oh, is it players who have scored more than no. That'd be so niche right away though. Um I'm going to go with just league MVPs.
1: It's not. They actually did all win MVP, but that dang. wasn't it. Um it was MLS All-Stars. Ah, oh, dang it. Yeah, we we made the same mistake actually. I was I was about too. to guess
0: is it like players who've scored more than 20 goals in a season or something? But dang. All right, we'll go we'll go a couple more rounds. I've got my category ready to go. Ready? Yep, Messi. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chad Marshall. Yes. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah that, you're really quick at getting these, dude. What the heck? <laughs> that was the most <laughs> random
1: unplanned guess I could think of. Landon Donovan. No. So Chad Marshall is my hit. Nicholas Ladero. Yes. Raul Ruiz Diaz. Yes. Won an MLS Cup
0: no I will give you a a slight hint it's not gonna be as obvious as you think I'm assuming you it's unfortunate your three hits all came from the same (laughs) team I'm assuming you're
1: implying that it's not a Sounders that they're not all Sounders players
0: I'll give you two more guesses
1: respect oh man that's tricky So, I got Ladero. Oh, have they all made an MLS best 11?
0: No. Darn it. I thought I had you there. <laughs> it's, I'm trying to, I want to steer you in the right direction for the last, last guess. How about you guess one more, one more. One more player? One more player, yeah.
1: Respect to that. We can do five, too, for the last deal. All right. All right. Mine might be similar issue.
0: Okay. Christian rolled on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would strongly urge you to not to guess another Sounders player.
1: <laughs> Sebastian Javinko, no. Josie Altador, no. Michael Bradley, nope. What on earth list is this a part of? Like two pl- players who have scored with the sound wave <laughs> playing behind them. Oh man players that have gotten
0: first degree burns from celebrations (laughs) oh played under Siggy Schmidt no oh
1: I gotta guess more players
0: actually sorry (laughs) guess one more player
1: (laughs) I don't know why I'm just all thinking well I know why but I'm just all thinking Sounders (laughs) Jonathan Lewis (laughs) I'm gonna have to fact check that one (laughs) what on earth could possibly be fact checked oh man i I don't know.
0: I don't know. I gotta check real quick. <laughs> um, no. Stephen Beta sure. I gotta fact check that one as <laughs> well.
1: It always piques my curiosity. I don't know if it did with you, but like when I say chad marshall and you instantly say yes but then when i say like beta shore and you have to check
0: (laughs) well it's mostly like kind of similar to how you check for uh my previous one yes beta shore is a yes good thing i checked because right off the top i would have said no very strange
1: very strange pick Played with Clint Dempsey. Nope. You want me to just tell you? give me one, one more hint? One, one more hint? You want another player? Or? I'll go to another player. Because I'm determined to get this.
0: <laughs> Diego Fagundes. I don't believe so. I don't think so. Man. I thought Diego Fug- Fagundes was American for some reason. Uh, no. I think Fagundes I th- is a no. I think I throw in the towel here. You're throwing in the towel? Yeah. It is players who have played for a Cascadia team. Oh, that's a good one. But wow. it was really unfortunate you just guessed all Sounders <laughs> players, and then Beta Shore had one season at Vancouver, Vancouver which is why I had to check that because I couldn't remember I was going to say Diego Valeri before I... That's why with Jonathan Lewis and Fagundes, I'm like, it's hard to tell because a lot of these guys have like random stints for like half a season at teams. It's like they play for
1: one team for a decade and then go to like three teams
0: in two years right after. Betashore played for the uh, San Jose Frogs (laughs) and then then went to the Earthquakes (laughs) before going to Vancouver. (laughs) All right, Man. you got you got a category for me? We,
1: we got to do like a Patreon and give away a San Jose Frogs jersey to <laughs> our biggest giver.
0: It's just going to be like my mom or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally search San Jose Frogs and there's nothing that comes up. Jersey.
0: Oh, really? I was going to say, yeah, I just see the crest. I don't see the jersey either.
1: It might have to be our new cl- uh, pro club's name. The San Jose Frogs. <laughs> San Jose Toads.
0: Alright, I got I got a category for you. Messi. <laughs> no. Dang it. Um Kamal Miller. No. Um Do you want five guesses like I had? I'll try with three. And if I don't get it, then I'll try I'll go to five. Okay. Um Alonzo. Incorrect. Doesn't work. All right. Um, Justin Miram? Incorrect. Dang it. Uh, Joseph Martinez? Yes.
1: Got Joseph Martinez.
0: Okay. Landon Donovan? Correct. Okay. So we've got Joseph and Landon. Oh man. Um Thierry Henry. I'm throwing it back with that one. You gotta check. Love
1: love the ambition, but no. Dang it. Hmm. So you got Donovan and Joseph Martinez. Joseph Martinez. Uh it's not Adam Larson Cuarce. Respect for saying Larson, knowing that. Uh, no.
0: Dang it. Okay, so it's not.
1: And it's not flipping over a rice catered food table in the locker room because you're <laughs> mad.
0: Oh man. So I got Landon and Yosef. Um. Giovinko? Yes.
1: So you got Sebastian Javinko, Landon Donovan, and Yosef Martinez are your three. So you can guess the category now.
0: That's tough. Excuse me. The click. The click. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to feel it out because at first I thought it was going to be like best eleven, or all star or something again. Um. So that's why I was trying to go with different or like uh, MLS Cup winners because I was trying to go with different positions. But now I don't know. It's all. They're all guys that have scored a lot of goals. So is it? MLS golden boot winners. No, but not a bad guess. Dang. Alright, let me guess a couple more players. Let's see. Let me see what it could be. Um Oh man. Uh Ah right, now I'm stuck. So it's not golden boot winners. What do those guys have in common otherwise? I'm trying to think of like a a strategy to go with here. Um, Kitty Cooper. (laughs) No. Dang it. Oh, man. Lucas Milano. No. (laughs) Diego Valeri. Yes. Valeri. That throws me off. I had thought that was going to be a no. Um. It's got Landon Donovan. Yep. Joseph Martinez. Yep. Giovinco. Yep. Valeri. Yep. If Joseph Martinez wasn't in there, I'd think he would have to do something with, like, assists in a season. But Joseph has only gotten, like, three assists his career, and that was all with Messi. <laughs> um. That's tough. So I feel like it has to be something with like goals scored. Um. Oh, is it like leading goal scores for a club?
1: No, but not a bad, not a bad gander.
0: Dang. All right, I gotta guess. Because I one think
1: I'm, that would be I correct for each player, but
0: maybe. I think so. The only one I'm not sure about would be Altidore. Might have more than Javinko. Yeah.
1: Man. One more player for you, if you'd like. You got four right now. You got Valeri, Martinez, Javinko, and Donovan.
0: Man, I'm Josie Altidore. No. Not Josie Altidore. Oh man. Um. I don't know, man. Would you like a hint? I may need a hint.
1: You've gone all attacking players. This list is not confined to that.
0: Oh, man. Okay. Jorge Viafania <laughs> <laughs> No. Michael Harrington. No. <laughs> That'd be
1: quite the, <laughs> the discrepancy <laughs> in that list between <laughs> greatness
0: and MLS. <laughs> um... Diego Chara? No. Wow. Um Ike Opara. No. Really? What the heck? <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm stumped. Darlington Nagby? No. Not Nagby. So I feel it can't have anything to do with trophies then. Unless it's like individual accolades. Like
1: whoever won the most trophies minus MLS cups. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: I don't know. I can't I might have to throw in the towel. Oh, wait, let me guess. Um Matt Miazga. No. Okay, I throw in the towel.
1: These players were part of MLS's twenty five Best players in history that they released. Oh man! So they released a list called the 25 Greatest, presented by AT and T, of course. That uh, makes sense. About three years ago, and it was to highlight the best ever players in the league. A lot of the names you said I can see being on that list: Nagby, Chara, soon, or at least in time. But you have the likes of Kyle Beckerman, David Beckham, uh, Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey shouldn't be on there. Um <laughs> Robbie Keane, Chad Marshall, um Eddie Pope, Nick Armando, Bradley Wright Phillips.
0: Yeah. Dang. I thought I had it. I thought I had nailed in for sure too when I guessed the like top goal scorers for each club. That was a really good guess, because yeah, it I mean it would have worked,
1: I think. I don't know, I'd have to fact check it. <laughs> You got any more? I I
0: can do one more actually of those. I don't know if I got one to. more. Okay. It's a uh, I think you'll be able to guess this one. I don't think this one will be too difficult to guess once you get your 3 confirmed ones. You ready? I'm ready.
1: Okay. How about ready to do no <laughs> I um, thought for
0: sure you are going to hit me with Messi again.
1: <laughs> uh, Alvaro Barreal. No. Messi. No. Clint Dempsey. No. Landon Donovan. Nope. Chris Armis. <laughs> no. Caleb Porter. Nope. Gillette Stadium. No. Rapid Man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Brian Schmetzer. Nope. Mark Penso. Chris Penso, sorry. Chris Penso, the referee. No. <laughs> uh, Taylor Twoman.
0: Nope.
1: Matt Doyle. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kaelin Kyle.
0: No. <laughs>
1: Chad Marshall. No. <laughs> Brian Fernandez.
0: I like how you said... Chad Marshall, like it's like that's the dr- the bomb that you drop whenever you can't get, <laughs> get the answer. <laughs> it's worked, <laughs> apparently. Uh, no to Brian Fernandez, Dario Zuparic, nope, Josie Altador, no.
1: Gee, man, this guy, Raheem Edwards, no. Wait, let me check. I'm almost positive, no. Raheem Edwards is the wild card. Okay, I'm
0: almost positive.
1: That dude uh, is a journeyman. No. Kai Kamara.
0: Nope.
1: Preston Judd. No. Jack McBean. <laughs> no. Alan Gordon. No. Steven Lenhart. Nope. Eddie Pope. No. Nick Ramondo, No. Tim Melia. Nope. Oh, man. John Kempen. <laughs> no. Tally Hall. No. <laughs> this is MLS Heritage <laughs> here, man. Ray Gaddis, No. Pat Noonan. No. What on earth have you picked here? <laughs> Joseph Martinez no jeez Michael Bradley
0: nope
1: how is this the easy <laughs> one are you kidding me Kobe once, Jones
0: once you get like one or two you'll you you'll know right away no Chicago Fire no San Jose
1: Earthquakes nope DC United nope Vancouver Whitecaps nope Nashville <laughs> nope. Columbus Crew no nope. oh man Ethan Finley no, Josh Wolf. <laughs> no, Amro Turek. I was <laughs> positive, but let me check. <laughs> How on earth <laughs> is that? No. <laughs> what is this? Played one minute as a <laughs> Dilly Duca. No. <laughs> Mabiala. No. Bastion Schweinsteiger. Nope. <laughs> Adam Moffat. No. Troy Perkins.
0: No. Jeez. Raheem. No, I said Raheem Edwards. I'm surprised you haven't picked like one that fits into this category. It's actually pretty amazing. Quincy Mariqua. No, (laughs) let me check. I have a lot of the ones that you have picked all fit into the same category almost, but not. No, not Quincy Marroquois, but not my category. Tom Barlow. No. Camilo.
1: I got to check. No. Darren Maddox. No. Fernando Adi. Nope. Khalif Al-Hassan. No. Mike Fusito. (laughs) I got to look that up. (laughs) How do you even spell that? F-U-C-I-T-O.
0: Uh <laughs> Who even is this guy? <laughs> you don't remember Mike Facito? <laughs> no
1: and no. Alright, David Horst. Nope. John Zawatsky. No. Malte Odmanson. <laughs> no. Nagby? No. Vifania? No. Matt Beasler. Nope dude omar gonzalez no
0: wow this is unbelievable like, i probably
1: list like 50 players so like
0: 90 of the players that you've listed or like most of them have all fit into the same like if i were to take this category and make it just like A separate one different they've all fit into that category but not this one if that makes sense so think to, about like similarities of like. Th- think about similarities a lot of these players have that you've named, and think about okay. how that's not right. I'm gonna try a different approach. Okay.
1: Declan Rice.
0: No. Okay. Bayern Munich. No, you're getting way colder. Okay. You were closer when you were just naming just the fifty. The MLS. Didn't work. Vanny Sartini. No. I think you're getting further away because of my hint. <laughs> MLS
1: All-Star Game. No. <laughs> okay. Um, Phoenix Rising. No. U.S. Open Cup. No. <laughs> I don't even know how that would work if that was to be uh, accepted. Um, Marco
0: Echeverry. I'm almost positive it's a no. Closer, but no. Kalen Carr. No. I will say your two closest guesses that are still no's has been Marco Echeverry and Camilo. What the heck?
1: Maybe it's Switch Nationalities or something? Oh, man. Kate Cowell? No. I don't even think he did that, actually. Uh, Gustav Svensson. <laughs> no. Jordan Morris. No. Albert Rusnak. Nope. Justin Glad, Nope. Chicho Arango.
0: <laughs> Let me check.
1: Oh, man. All right, I'm going to need a hint here, I think.
0: Oh, Chicho Arango. Yes. Fits. That's a yes. Yes? That is a yes. Diego Luna. No. Oh, I thought it was
1: gonna be like neck tattoos or something.
0: <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that niche on you. Um What is this like scored
1: in the Rocky Mountain <laughs> Cup or something? <laughs> <That's> not <laughs> You're gonna be
0: so mad once you find out <laughs> what this is, because it's not that niche at all. <laughs> Played in MLS? No no like everybody you named has played Nimamas.
1: I don't know I don't know what I'm missing here. I better not look like a I better not look like a fool on this podcast. <laughs> Brenner. No. Lucio Acosta? No. Dombaji?
0: I think no. Let me check.
1: No. Drew Moore. No. Clint Irwin. No. Um Carlos Vela. No. Wow. Dennis Buanga? No. Ilier Sanchez.
0: No. Think about Chicho Arango and what makes him different from every other player you've named. His hairdo. Uh, Diego Chara. Yes.
1: Yimichara, Yes. Colombian national team players? Colombian MLS players.
0: Wow. <laughs> that was extremely difficult. <laughs> you know what's funny is I skipped that one. Cause that was going to be my first one. And I was like, that's way too easy. He's going to get that super quick. (laughs) Okay. I've got one for you. It's a bit harder. That's crazy. I I I don't know. I thought you were going to get that so quick. I didn't realize, I don't know how I didn't say single one. Well, I noticed like a good stretch of those guys you named or just, you named like 90 Americans in a row. It's like Dilly Duca, Tally Hall, Michael Bradley, I was, Chad Marshall, <laughs> you down, like the rabbit hole of like old retired, like American MLS players. When I think MLS, those are the names
1: that come to my brain. <laughs> so and I was just like, like a 27 year old MLS lifer American.
0: I thought you were going to piece it together. Cause like occasionally you named one that I knew wasn't American and I'd have to be like, wait a second, let me check just to make sure. Well done. Well done. I didn't think that would be, th- you got it though. That, the one that was the hardest was the one that you, you got. It's almost It almost makes it easier, actually, when you struggle. Like I guess when you have a lot of no's, it makes it easier to figure out what it the it category is. It ruled out a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last one for me. All right. Messy. No.
1: <laughs> well, actually, I'm 99% sure.
0: Hmm. Nope. Okay. So Jubus gets no. Uh Diego Chara. Nope. Chad Marshall. Nope. Justin Miram. <laughs> no. Jefferson Sabarino. Nope. Diego Valeri.
1: Oh man, that's kinda dicey. No.
0: Uh, okay. Um. Kenny Cooper. Oh, he's going to the keyboard. He's got to look fact it check, up. Fact
1: check. <laughs> you know what? Does Kenny Cooper? It's tough to like fit. look for.
0: For whatever this category is, or click,
1: no, it's just like to search up a whole entire player's name. No,
0: okay, no
1: on Kenny Cooper. That was an easy one, actually. Sorry. Um,
0: Opara. No. Footy Danzo. No. Michael Harrington. No. Jorge viafano No. Eric Miller. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jose Van Rankin? No, not a chance. Was, was it even? I don't even remember his first name. I just remember Van Rankin, Jay Van Rankin, Jose Carlos Van Rankin. That's right. Um, Ivasic? <laughs> no. <laughs> the Terminator. Mister <laughs> No Emotions. Mister. Nobody can see what I just did. <laughs> Sorry uh <laughs> Donovan Ricketts No Dang uh Bradley Wright Phillips Yes So Bradley Wright Phillips fits Absolutely he does Okay Um Billy Sharp <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Dang it <laughs> Like oh that's the leap you took <laughs> the guy who
1: played <laughs> two year three years after him.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, Ola Kamara. No. You sure about that? Going to the keyboard.
1: A hundred percent sure. Okay. Um, I'm just seeing where he is now. Actually. I'm kind of um, curious insigne Now that one is tricky.
0: That's tricky. got to check that one. I got
1: to check that one. All right.
0: That's tricky. I'm trying to figure I'm out I'm pretty
1: sure no. Yeah, no. He's not Oh man. So Bradley Wright-Phillips. Sebastian Blanco. No.
0: Okay. Mm. I L- just looked Oh.
1: Lorenzo Insignia apparently is, has been knighted in Italy. <laughs>
0: Good for him. Um
1: Lodero. No.
0: Dang. What the heck? Um how about Diego Gutierrez? <laughs> No.
1: <laughs> if whatever this list is, Ladero doesn't fit. <laughs> I don't know how Diego
0: Gutierrez would. Nobody even knows who that is, probably. I was trying to think, like, players without national team caps. Because okay. every other person I would said had national team caps. Eric Miller? Oh, that's right. I forgot to say that. And Michael Harrington, actually. He may have had a call up. I don't know. Um this is tough. Leo Campana. No. Christian Benteke. Ooh. Once again. Ooh.
1: Gonna have to check the numbers here.
0: No. Really? What the heck? Robbie Keane? <laughs> I already said Robbie Keane, though, didn't I? No, Robbie Keane. Doesn't fit. Oh, my gosh, man. It's a, it's a tougher
1: category, but honestly, the way it is, is if you got a few, then you might be able to get it easily.
0: Um... Jack Price. No. Kellen Acosta. No. Christian Roldan. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Martin Poss. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, That's a shout right there. <laughs> Kyle Beckerman.
1: No. Well, ooh, ooh, ooh. Kyle Beckerman is a. Uh, he is a case he's a case and a half this is a bit of a tricky one like I said oh my gosh <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a stat in a second about Kyle and that's <laughs> nuts
0: <laughs> no really oh my gosh
1: when I tell you the category after, it's gonna make sense why it took so long for that one.
0: Um, Jorge Perlaza.
1: <laughs> no, but that's like my favorite guest so far. <laughs> Real fans remember Jorge, Perla- Jorge Perlaza getting a a <laughs> through ball in the pouring rain against the Chicago Fire. To score the first MLS Portland Timbers home goal. Oh man. Um So you've got Bradley
0: Wright Phillips is your guess. Yeah. Um Evander. No. Dude, every time I feel like I have a beat on like what it possibly could be, because I'm like ruling out other things. It's not that. Cause I was gonna say maybe if it was maybe it'd be like club record signings or something, but that's not it. Um, I mean, not a bad guess, but if it was Bradley Wright Phillips, I don't. I couldn't think of who else Red Bulls have signed because they didn't buy Thierry Henry, did they? They picked him up on a free. That's a good
1: question. I'm not sure actually.
0: So I couldn't think of who else they would have spent more money on besides Phillips, BWP. Lucchino's dude? Uh, Caitlin Carr. Man, this is tricky.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say no. Okay. Taylor Twelman. Taylor Twelman. Now we're cooking with some grease here. Okay. This one is definitely a check. Taylor Twelman fits it. Taylor Twelman. I'm, I'm, I'm crunching the numbers. Wow, no way. That is unbelievable. No. Really? I thought for sure.
0: You, did I already say Diego Chara? Yes. And he's a no? Or he's a yes?
1: Oh, no. he. Okay, my stats page was wrong. I had to go to a different one. Taylor Twelman, yes. So you got really? Bradley Wright
0: Phillips and Taylor Twelman. Really? and Di- yes. So Diego Chara is a no? DHR is a no.
1: What the heck, dude? Sorry, I gave you some false information.
0: Um, VAR check
1: is clear. Taylor Twelman.
0: What the heck, dude? This is crazy. Um,
1: It's a bit of a stinker of a quiz. I, I won't lie to you. This was, <laughs>
0: this was a tricky one. This is tough. Um, Rui Diaz? Yes. Yes. So you've got
1: Bradley Wright Phillips, <laughs> Raúl Ruiz Diaz, and Taylor Twelman. And Taylor
0: Twelman. They're all prolific goal scorers for one club. I so mean, they may have played somewhere else, but I—I'm trying to think of what it would be that would be so niche because it's a specific category, really. Um, I mean, they've—oh man. I don't think they're all I don't think they've all been golden boot winners. I don't know if Rui Diaz has. I don't think so. Incorrect. Dang it. Rui Diaz They've all scored in MLS Cup? No. Oh, cuz Wright Phillips was never in MLS Cup. That's a really good guess though. Dang it. This is tough. That's a really good guess.
1: Um Are they? This is MLS ball knowledge, right here. Are they all like this?
0: leading goal scorers for their clubs? No,
1: I mean possibly in real life, but no, that wasn't the answer.
0: I think Taylor Twellman's probably been passed up at the Revs by now. Bobby Wood. <laughs> <laughs> After next year, when he scores. He scores three hundred <laughs> goals. <laughs> And goals a game. What do these guys have in common? They're all shorter than six foot. I don't know. <laughs> now that's like half the guys I just... Can I named. give you
1: the year each one of these things happened that oh, man. fit the category? All right. Hit me with it. Taylor Twelman, 2005. Um, BWP, Bradley Wright Phillips, 2014. Raul Rui Diaz,
0: 2022. Hmm.
1: So, it's a specific event, not an overall career achievement, if that helps.
0: Okay. I want to say the the fact that you had to check so long for Kyle Beckerman is the tough part, because all three of those guys are, like, goal scorers, so it makes you think it's, like... a like oh like they all like that's when they scored a hat trick or something like that but there's no way you would have to check to see if Kyle Beckerman scored a hat trick <laughs> um that's fair 2022 2014 and is that 2020 they're all like no cause I said Chara and you said no So it wouldn't make sense. I was going to say like most appearances for their club or something. Man, that is tough. They're all in their club's Hall of Fame. No. I I don't know if I'm going to get this one. I give up. I throw in the towel.
1: I'll add two more players to the list. Maybe this will help you. (laughs) Chicharito. (laughs)
0: and Harry Kane Harry Kane what oh MLS all-star game MVPs or something scored a goal in an MLS all-star
1: match (laughs) what the heck I don't know why my brain was there but it was man you were that actually there for the BWP one, I know, because you went I to was. that, that was Portland All Star game. That was a nuts goal. It was, and I watched the. I was there for that one, and then I also watched Harry Kane score against the All Stars in at Dick Sporting at Park,
0: pretty early on in Harry Kane's career. That was after he had like one good season. Yeah.
1: Another category I was gonna do was. This one would have been even more hard. I feel like, but I was gonna do MLS. Players who have played for and against the MLS All Star Team.
0: Oh, that would have been tough. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a tough rough one. But that's fun. It's like it's hard when you get like a couple and you are trying to like trying so hard to piece together what it is. Totally. Oh man, should we do? Should we do the the blind draft or should we call it? I am down. We can do it. We a, could I, we could run through them real quick. These don't take very long. And I think
1: our first episode in a while, we'll do a long one. Alright. We
0: only got four more hours left. I got I only got two blind drafts, so we can run through it real quick. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Alright. Hit me with it. All right.
1: MLS blind draft. I want you to rank these MLS goalkeepers without knowing what comes Ooh. next. Tim Howard.
0: Are we basing it just off MLS play? Yes. Four.
1: David Oosted 5 <laughs> Stefan Fry I hate him <laughs> 2
0: <laughs> Andre Blake Oh man Now that's tough Do I bank on you having a better keeper Than Stefan Fry for the last one Cause I don't know if I, I think he's a better keeper than Stefan Fry, but Stefan Fry is one more than Andre Blake. But if I'm just ranking it purely for myself, I would, I think I'll put Andre Blake number one. He's had an insane career. He's been really good. Which leaves you with Nick Ramondo at number oh, three. Oh, Man, <laughs> so your list
1: is number five David Osted. Dang. number four Tim Howard, number three Nick Ramondo. Number two, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Number one, Andre Blake.
0: I think I would have been. It would have been a good list had I flipped Andre Blake, and Nick Ramondo. That would have been probably the correct list, honestly. I'd put, I'd go, yeah. I I'd put
1: Ramondo one, Blake two, Fry three. Yeah, Fry's won a lot more,
0: enough. but I think Blake's the better keeper. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. All right. Rank these people based on who you would most want to build Ikea furniture with. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you got to go to Ikea with this person. I do the whole not, shopping be, trip. I better not see Brian Schmetzer on this list. And then you have to build it with them. Gio Savarese. Honestly...
1: He seems like a really fun guy. I'm going to go number two.
0: Number two. All right. Phil Neville. (laughs) Oh, man. Phil
1: Neville. (laughs) I'll go four. Four?
0: Peter Vermees. (laughs) 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 He's just going to yell at you the whole time. Dude, he would just be... (laughs) You know, the funny
1: thing is (laughs) I remember I was listening to an MLS podcast and I want to say it was maybe Andrew Wiebe or somebody was saying Peter Vermees in person is actually a really funny, like down to earth, like nice guy. But his his like face on like a game day and everything looks terrifying. Every clip and every picture. He just has that scowl on his face.
0: He looks like the last person you want to see when you just were speeding through like a construction zone or something. You know, it's like a mean cop just walking <laughs> up to your way yeah, I'll put him
1: at three, only because here's my logic: Peter Vermees is gonna yell at you, but he's gonna make sure you get in and out of there. He doesn't want to <laughs> waste any time. He thinks it's too new age. He doesn't want to go and eat meatballs at the food court. He just wants to build this thing, and you know he'll build it right. So I'll put him at three. Brian Schmitzer. Five. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Why would I, <laughs> that's why I left it open because I was gonna put Peter Vermis at five. We've already alluded to this, but why, why would I want Brian Schmetzer there to just, like you said, like three months ago, say my name wrong, just complain oh, that man. I'm not being favored by the IKEA employees <laughs> because I don't get handed my shelf for free. And uh, you know he'd pick something stupid like a paper chandelier, and then <laughs> <laughs> complain the paper's too sensitive on his fingertips,
0: <laughs> and then try and return it after a year after it, when Re- it breaks <laughs> return
1: it when it breaks with no receipt, demand that oh, they man. reimburse him
0: no way, five so that leaves your number one spot for Vanny Sarti Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely restructure that list. So that means going to IKEA. Here's Jacob's list of MLS coaches he would like to spend time with. In this order, it is Vanny Sartini, Gio Savarese, PV, Peter Vermees, Phil Neville, and then Brian Schmetzer. You're just going to go hang out with old Vanny Sartini. (laughs) Imagine going to IKEA with that guy.
1: (laughs) You know, he'd be like. He'd demand that we go to the food court. <laughs> he'd he'd want a tray full of meatballs, and he would be like, he'd like he wouldn't even say anything to the the uh, people working man. behind the counter. You know, he'd just like point and be like, and just make like <laughs> noises towards. <You're> Muppet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh, you know man. when they like don't understand him, he'd be like, huh? I <laughs> I don't, don't oh, want to go man. to IKEA with him.
0: That's a good one. That's a good place, man. I'm gonna hold you to that.
1: He's just going to demand we listen to rock star by Nickelback the whole <laughs> way there and back.
0: Oh man. All right. What do you got? What you got? Another one for me or that, that? was a, I do. I, I want to <laughs> change
1: my phrasing of this. I'm going to keep the player, the, the people the same. Jeez. I don't know if I can beat that one though. <laughs> Ikea furniture and having to build them with that's terrible. That's a really terrible. Okay. All right. You are stuck in a foreign prison cell. <laughs> I don't care which country you can pick. Nobody else speaks Wh- whatever language it is they speak, you don't speak it. I don't know if you want to go, we won't go Russian. We'll go like you're stuck in a
0: Vietnamese.
1: You're stuck in a prison cell in Vietnam. All there is is just one of those flat benches. Like, you have a joint toilet in there. Who would you rather be stuck with? Oh, man.
0: (laughs) I swear, you're definitely going to have freaking Brian Schmetzer (laughs) and Vanny (laughs) Sartini on this list. I
1: I won't use anybody you've you've put on here already. Steven (laughs) Lenhart.
0: Oh, man. I. He was really annoying on the field, but from what I've heard, a lot of people liked him off the field because he was, like, a pretty genuinely nice guy. I'm going to go three. He did annoy me incredibly when he <laughs> played in the MLS, though. Okay. I respect. Jeremy Abobasi. <laughs> I love j on the field. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know. That's tough. He's younger, so he's at least around my age somewhat. So I feel like I could relate to him a bit more. I feel like you probably have worse people. I'm going to go two for Jaybo. Christian Roldan. Five. <laughs> Reasoning? Don't like him. He's just so annoying, dude. I I mean, I like that he em- embraces the rivalry with the Timbers, but he's so annoying. <laughs> like when he's just like screaming in people's face. Yeah, dude. At the he ref. He just, just see gonna, his
1: like neck, like it turns into like a. He's he's got a pretty pointed like chin, and then when he screams, it just turns into like a block. Cause, like, he just his complains neck out.
0: so much on the field. So it's gonna be like all fine until like one time like I do something wrong he's just gonna complain and complain like <laughs> scream in my face
1: you know the funny thing too is his brother's like similar vibes I'm getting not nearly as bad not nearly as bad but I remember the the Timbers game we went to actually in, in Portland when Portland beat Seattle 4-1 and Espria scored a bicycle kick That clip of Alex Roldan like flying on the ground pretending like he got kicked in the face and then just like getting up and like yelling. (laughs) I don't know what it is with Seattle and their players just being completely unhinged. You got Roman Torres on steroids, Christian (laughs) Roldan and Stephen Fry screaming at refs. At least uh, they aren't threatening that they'll
0: wake up in a river (laughs) (laughs) or float. Not even wake up, just be floating in the river. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Respect. So I got Rodon at five, Linhard <laughs> at three, J Bo at two. Kyrie Shelton. Oh, I actually like Kyrie Shelton. I'll put him at one. Kyrie Shelton. You think he's gonna help you? Help me with what what am I trying to break out of this prison or am I, I just, just hanging what, out? I mean,
1: are you just I mean, if you want to stay there for the rest of your life and you want to hang out with Kyrie Shelton, that's fine. But it was an open ended question.
0: I'll, I'll go with Kyrie Shelton. He's I think, a cool dude. I
1: think if you needed to, he could help you break out. I don't think Christian Probably. Roldan would no. contribute. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so we got Roldan 5, Lenhart 3, Kyrie Shelton 1. It's a nice little list you're covering out J- there. J-Bo was at 2. Jabo was at 2. So That leaves me with one option. That leaves you, my friend, with a nice... Easy pick of Darren Maddox. <laughs> that, I'm happy with that At list. Number four. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that got, came out good on that list. So you got Roldan, five. Maddox, four. Lenhart, three. Jabo, two. Shelton, one. <laughs> I'm happy with that list. The only really negative one was uh, Roldan. On. Yeah, the Len- rest of them aren't bad. Lenhart, you could have taken, but like you said, he has a bad stigma in the league. Off the field, off the league, though great guy you know bonus for him he was actually in like a survival like
0: intense i remember you like telling me about sports challenge show yeah so all right i got my last one for you rank these players without knowing who comes next as who is the most forgettable mls player (laughs) doesn't have to be right now it could be down the road who's the most forgettable however i interpret however you interpret Casey Keller. Oh man, I mean, if
1: I'm basing it just on MLS, he won. I want to say two U.S. Open Cups. I want to say five, just because Seattle. Oh man, I'll say four, four. All right. He was like a captain when Seattle first entered the league, and won a couple trophies. That's not bad. Respect. Tim Cahill. <laughs> you know this is gonna ah uh, he won a shield he won just one shield i think i but think so yeah i think in terms of relevancy though he had probably a better m l. s career i'll go three
0: okay three
1: he, he got he brought some i i know he was a very famous player but twenty fourteen world cup he definitely Brought some eyes to the Red Bulls. Yeah. Darlington Nagby. Forgettable. See, if you're talking MLS circles, though... Oh, man, I don't want to say one, but I'll go one. He's won four MLS Cups now.
0: All right. That's a good pick, I'd say. Jordan Morris.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, I'm trying to discredit
0: him, but... He's won. Well, I guess he hasn't won. Will he be remembered? He's been better than Tim Cahill or Casey Keller. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think two. (laughs) Two? That leaves you with number five, Daryl DK. Yeah, I'm okay with that list, actually. I think you did well with that list. You got Nagby at one, Morris at two, Cahill at three, Keller at four, DK at five. I don't think I'd change a single one.
1: Actually. DK scored
0: today as well, actually. Saw that. Go on you Albions. Yeah, let's go. Man, I liked that Ikea one. That was good. <laughs> good was, stuff. Did you just think
1: of that? It yeah, really when was I was like... going
0: when I was peeing earlier when I went to your bathroom. I was like <laughs> I don't know what made me think of Ikea. I was gonna say I don't even think we have anything in IKEA. We have we have a shelf from Ikea in our bedroom. I was but... I was thinking about your like escape room thing while I was in there. <laughs> And I was like, well, what would be something annoying to do with somebody? Because, like, I feel like every time you build Ikea furniture with somebody, it, like, shows your true colors with that person. <laughs> like, you get some real dysfunctional. Well,
1: and you, because you can't press more than, like, with half your strength or else you'll snap it in half because it's yeah. Ikea.
0: Yeah, it's like Ikea can can really expose a relationship. <laughs> like, not not even just building it, but, like, that's why I included, like, the journey through the store, because it's like <laughs> for dude, us, it's a it oh, is a man. journey. You got to drive You'll be up an and you're just like <laughs> you're trying to make your way through it. And if you're there with like somebody, who just like wants to stop and look at every little thing, or like backtrack, and then you s- still have to go home and build it, and
1: load it in your car, and push it on these weird. F- you find your furniture upstairs, and then you go downstairs. Have to grab a cart from downstairs,
0: <laughs> find it, find it again, get it off the shelf yourself. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and you want to do that with Vanny Sartini. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. Anyways, I think that wraps it up. Predictions? It... Just <laughs> I predict that Houston's going to suck. <laughs>
1: Some poor fan in Houston really was pumped about their season, (laughs) optimistic for the next year, and you just said that and ruined their day.
0: Good. They sold – they got rid of Corey Baird, lost him. I guess they kept Griffin Dorsey. Looks like uh,
1: Sebastian – you remember that guy, Sebastian Ferreira? Mm -hmm. He was their DP in 2022, went out on loan in 2023, but he was their top scorer the year before. Apparently wasn't a part of Ben Olsen's plans, but they announced – or it looks like – he's coming back. Looks like he's coming back, which to me makes a lot of sense cuz
0: they need a striker.
1: They need a striker who can score a lot of goals and they yeah. had one out on loan. So,
0: nice. Good for them. They're still going to suck. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thank you all for listening. It has been a great show. It's been good getting back into this. Good to be back. It's it's we'll have to try and do this a little bit more often in the off season. It's tough when they're I mean, we were saying there wasn't going to be a ton of news for a while and then the off season just hit like insane mode and it's just the holidays I,
1: I think Christmas season yeah. is
0: busy for you and me
1: both yeah
0: I think uh, I think throughout this next month we'll be able to record a little bit more frequently and there should be some decent news coming up but thank you all for listening follow us on X MLS net Boys. give us a rating on whatever streaming service you're watching or mm. YouTube unless you're that guy who gave us the two star yeah forget you um. <laughs> uh. But yeah, send us questions. We have an email. What is our email? MLSnetboys at gmail.com. Send us questions on Twitter. Answer our polls. We will discuss them on the podcast.
1: Who's our. We kind of settled. This, this is the last piece of business. Who's our come on the show for this year, this season? Keegan Hughes, dude. Still Keegan Hughes? It's, it's got to be Keegan Hughes
0: forever until he comes on the show. I guess I can't argue with that. All right. As always, Keegan Hughes, come on the show.